0: CHERRY POP HORROR
1: Merry Christmas and welcome to Cherry Pop Horror, the horror movie podcast where it's always someone's first time. I'm your host, Jacob, and in this show we tackle all things horror, be they your killer snowmen, rogue Santas, shadows of godly Saint Nick, or just your classic Christmas critters. Basically, if it's got enough horror themes to it, we'll give it a watch. If you've seen the movie before, just sit back and unwrap your presents. If not, don't worry, we'll be running through the plot, talking about our nice list, our naughty list, and just generally having a good laugh. If you'd like to get in on the discussion, send us an email, cherrypophorror at gmail.com, and or follow us on Twitter, at Cherry Pop Horror. Okay. Merry Screamers. I don't know if you can hear it. Every now and again, there'll be like the sound of someone soaring metal. Um, there's They've been building the house behind me for like... Is that the I, white sheet? Yeah, the giant white sheet. Yeah. Can you see it through the windows? Yep. Yeah, they've been building that for like a year and a half now. <laughs> it's And every day, I swear to God. <laughs> one bit, one sheet metal a day. Yeah. <laughs> They're just like, there you go. <laughs> and I'm just like, can I just a bit of peace and quiet, please? One window done.
0: <laughs> back tomorrow.
1: <laughs> please, please, no, stop. It could be a kit home. You never know. They're ordering in parts and that's how they arrive. Oh, God, we're back at the, the flat pack home. Yeah. <laughs> I bought it at IKEA. It yeah, ships in fifty boxes. Oh dear God! A box this is of my way. windows. You have to contact them. You are like I'm missing a couple of screws, and the wall. <laughs> I'm, I'm missing a wall. At the moment, it's open plan, and that's not what I asked for. Have you started thinking about Christmas shopping? Uh, yes, bits and pieces, but not much. It's, it worries. It worries me. It Um, always, for me, it creeps up because for every job I've always had, I've always worked up almost up until Christmas every time. Yeah. And so even like with Mum with the Christmas Shop, everyone in our family is busy almost Mm -hmm. up until Christmas Eve. And so it's that panic at the end. It's like, what do I get everybody? Yeah. Every time. But for us as a family, we we sort of part, like we gift, we give gifts, but we Mm. sort of past it. Oh, yeah. We do it, but we don't stress about it. Yeah. yeah. Like, we don't give gifts to every part of our family because we don't need to anymore. Yeah. It's sort of, it's a mutual thing. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's But it's more the spirit of the occasion of of giving something that's useful or, you know, uh, quite thought about. Yeah, especially for them. Like, yeah, I I do the same thing like I used to do when I first moved out. Like, I was like, oh, you know, I'm earning a paycheck now. I can do massive Christmas things. And then after a couple of years, I was just like, oh, but it's, I'm so tired and it's so hard to do. And... Because you want to get, sometimes you might want to go expensive, but then you, you can't always do it mm. as well. And if you go expensive for one person, do you do it for everybody? Yeah. And then it's, so then you get that sort of balance of does everybody get something wildly expensive? My brothers or... now just get like a fifty dollar PS, um, one of those PS vouchers. Yes. And I'm like, buy yourself a game. Best way to do it. There you go. Yeah. My parents, I I try and be a bit more thoughtful because you know, you know, twenty odd years of. Giving you giving you presents as you kids, want to and stuff bit like more. yeah, you you want to be like, okay, I've thought about it, and here's something I know you'll like. Yes, like I gave my mum quite a very sort of. Did you you know Evil Within and Evil Within Two? I know them. I haven't seen them, but I do know them. There's sort of that sort of style. There's an yes. artist who does a, does a lot of paintings in that oh, okay. sort of very macabre um, surrealist kind of style, and I found uh, an art book of his work. And I Mm. gifted that to my mum because I know it would be something she liked. That kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And that's sweet. Yeah. That's much better than... (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) It's a farmer's (laughs) voucher. (laughs) It's (laughs) a (laughs) farmer's voucher, which is what work does. Yes. (laughs) True. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome back to Cherry Pop Horror. This is our third Christmas episode now, so we're getting pretty close to Christmas now. Happy holidays. If you've got your tree up, yeah, okay, you're about right. I would wait another week. (laughs) <laughs> but that's that's just me. I hate the mess that Christmas trees make with all the tinsel and the and the do you have a plastic tree or do you get a like a uh, we do plastic we've had real before there is a story about that that can come later on. I'll get the dead Christmas tree, but um, we do plastic. Yeah, and those things molt as well. Yes, they do. They go everywhere in yeah. yeah. it's It's oh, fucking annoying. But welcome. It's episode 59, and I'm joined this week by a brand new guest. Hello, Sam. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Great I, to be here. I know you don't really do horror, but we no. No, we kind of roped you in. I was like, this one's fun. You'll be fine. And it was a good time. <laughs> um, so tell me, what's something um, small about Christmas that makes you happy? I think small for me uh, would be shortbread. My mum loves making these sort of like shortbread logs oh a full log yeah she makes a log Yum. that's how she makes it it's like a log and then you can cut it up into pieces as you want it Yeah, but it, it's quick to make she churns it out all through Christmas and it's just a great treat to have you said she became like a shortbread factory right <laughs> a, a couple yeah probably about five years ago at one point uh, she was basically a shortbread factory uh, making many logs a day of shortbread <laughs> that's I mean if she enjoys it then yeah great absolutely of course. if she's kind of feeling obligated not great <laughs> I think a bit of it was obligation towards the end. <laughs> right. I think as <laughs> just weeks like, rolled by, I'm so done with short. <laughs> yeah. Me, it's those, it's the little shitty advent calendars with the, with the really crappy chalky chocolate. Mm. It's not good chocolate. No. The, the, the pictures aren't exciting or thrilling or anything like that. But for some reason, every day during December, opening the little door, having a little piece of chocolate in the morning. It's nice. I, it just makes me happy. It's also quite a distinct I- flavor. There's yeah, yeah. no other chocolate taste like that as yeah, well. No like, matter <laughs> what it's you get. Like the lowest amount of cocoa they can legally get away with, but still call it chocolate. That does sound about right. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, we're doing a Christmas episode, because this week it was Sam's first time watching Krampus from 2015.
0: It's the most wonderful time of the year. With the kids jingle bells Merry
1: Christmas! Looks like Martha Stewart threw up in here. This is delicious, honey. It's a little dry. Well, mine's delicious. Mine's dry. Do you want to trade? It's,
0: it's, it's Christmas. It's Christmas. It's Christmas. Bucket- <laughs> with those holiday greetings and gear.
1: How we were gonna survive Christmas with 12 people stuck in a house with no heat and no electricity or food There's plenty of leftovers Howard Beer it is. It's
0: the weirdest thing. There's no cars. No people.
1: How long can this keep up? We heard
0: something on the roof The hell is this? Saint Nicholas is not coming this year. Instead a much darker ancient spirit. Those are hooves, elk or goat what kind of goat walks on its hind legs. His name is Krampus. He and his helpers did not come to give but to take. Everybody, hold on to each other. He is the shadow of Saint Nicholas.
1: Gonna happen on Christmas. Okay, so we open to the sound of storms, there's a blizzard, the screen sort of freezes over as the wind rises, and then Christmas bells just sort of jingle, chime. It's the standard Christmas opening. You've always got yeah. a bit of cold, a nice jingle slowly coming through, there's and always it- <laughs> a window of some form.
0: <laughs> this is you've got right. a
1: skylight. <laughs> And it always Everything comes down. It's never going up. You're always coming into frame, coming down into the window. Because it's always just like, oh, look how bitter and cold and horrible it is. But when it's Christmas! And it's warm inside. <laughs> yeah, that's right. A log fire, um, you know, something like that. A hot meal. Mm. Which is so weird for us in New Zealand, in the Southern Hemisphere, where, like, Christmas is hot. Or rainy. Or rainy. Oh, yeah, we yeah. do get rainy every now and again. I don't. I like rainy rainy christmas is a nice yeah it's sort of the same appeal as a as a snowy christmas but you can still go outside <laughs> this is true i do miss my cold christmas though mm. back back in england freezing cold like you'd get up in the morning and you'd like huddle next to the radiator just to stay warm yes love it i kind of miss that uh we we cut in on munch mart which I, which I think is that, like, what, Kmart or... It must be. <laughs> Legally distinct Kmart. They're not Kmart. <laughs> Wait, what's it, what's it called? Target. Target in America, right? That's the big one? I think they still have Kmart. Do they have Kmart as well? Yes, because oh. Australia, Kmart and Target, I think, are the same brand. That was oh. the problem. They're the same company, but they're... They just branded differently for the Southern Hemisphere or yes. something. Yes. Okay. As you do. Uh, And everything's in slow motion at this point, the doors open, we get riots of people (laughs) barging into the store to get their Christmas whatnots, (laughs) there's employees being trampled, which is so funny. Poor employee who opens the door, immediately falls over and is just trampled by these I mean, you know, at this stage, they'll have an ambulance or five outside ready to go anyway. Yes. Because they know what they're expecting. And the music kicks in. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. <laughs> I mean, it could also be Black Friday. Realistically, it, yeah, you, you don't, don't actually know. I'm not it. in New Zealand, though, because we're so chill here. Yeah, It's so nice. I, I always wonder if this is like an exaggeration. Or is this actually? Because this is frightening. I mean, looking at the stuff online about Black Friday, it probably is accurate, or at least in, in modern, more modern times, it probably is. Jesus! I mean, they probably dial it out yeah a fair bit, but I'd say there probably is a bit of give and take. Yeah, New Zealand's just so chill about no one Christmas. cares. Yeah, it's like okay, it's yeah, like, like oh, the stuff. there's specials on. Oh, you want to go look? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> Where do you want to go? Maybe JB Hi-Fi. Yeah, EB exactly. <laughs> Games. Yeah, you know, oh, there's always a sale. <laughs> what are you talking about? There's never a sailor EV game. <laughs> <laughs> also, this was filmed in New Zealand. This scene. I don't know if the rest of the movie was, but I know specifically this scene was the. I wonder where it mu- has to be in the warehouse. Has to be in in a warehouse. It a- must have rented out one to film. Because the look, yeah, the aisles would look similar. The width was about right. Pallets in the middle. You can tell yeah. because some of the like um, the security guards are like burly Maori women. Yes, <laughs> and I was like, Yay, New Zealand! <laughs> And of course the special effects and everything for this movie Are done by Weta Which is also New Zealand Yay representation Good old New Zealand Yeah uh, We get a, a small montage There's customers punching each other There's a couple getting tased And the guards are taking way too much joy In the fact that they're tasing these customers really not the first time they've done it The last. Like, like, yeah <laughs> There's children crying on Santa's lap I love this because the mum and dad are like Smi- Honey smile And she's like ah <laughs> every year every year. everyone looks stressed and miserable especially all the poor employees you can see them with like their little sad santa hats and they're just ringing through things looking like they're about to die yep <laughs> yeah that's <laughs> basically what it's like to work in customer service during christmas i mean working in retail over christmas period that's what it was like yeah i've done that yeah many for many many years yeah it it is actually a lot of fun most people are really nice. It's, well, in New Zealand, in New Zealand, most people are really nice. Yeah, and it is just about the holiday. Yeah, it's a shame America. I found, at least I portrays it a different. Because I used to work at at um, LookSmart, you know, mm. with all the costumes and everything like that. So Halloween was way more stressful than Christmas. People yeah. would come in and like pick up some like Christmas tinsel and shit during Christmas, and that was about it. Yeah, four well. o'clock. Have to go to Halloween. Have you got a costume? No, we've been out for two weeks. Yeah, they're just like, oh, I'm looking for this very specific thing. You're like, yeah, so was everyone else about three weeks ago. <laughs> Every time. <laughs> yeah. uh, we pan to a nativity scene where uh, a reindeer is beating up Joseph. As yes, you do? Yeah. It's all happening in slow motion still. We see parents running to the stage. Uh, we see a girl who's videoing it and smiling. We do meet these characters later. This is our titular family that we'll come to come to know and love. Yeah. <laughs> the parents wrangle the reindeer off Joseph. We cut to Scrooge playing on the TV. And we pan around the kitchen where an old woman is making fucking cookies galore. A lot of cookies. Like a lot of cookies. Lot. But she looks, she looks happy as. A lot of variety as well at the time. Yeah, was it all gingerbread or was it? I think it was a mix. There was a lot of stuff everywhere over that over mm. countertop because it looked like it. There was almost a tray of something different all through there. True. I think she was making gingerbread at the time. Yeah, I think that's what what she's making at that moment. But you're right. There's trays of Wait, trays of plates and everywhere. Recognize. Yeah, just everywhere, <laughs> and, and they're all like stuff beautifully decorated as well. Mm-hmm. Of course, this grandma's been doing this for like eighty years. <laughs> <laughs> The family suddenly bursts in and we meet everyone. We meet Tom, who's the dad, Sarah, who's the mum, played by the amazing Tony Colette. Love Tony Colette. Max, who was the reindeer beating up Joseph. Beth, the girl who was filming him doing it and smiling. And the old woman is Omi, aka Grandma. We do love Grandma. Uh, who's Tom's mum, right? It's the dad's yes, mum. It not is the dad's mum. Yes. Yeah. Uh, max is being grilled <laughs> but not like not actually being told off really they're just sort of like oh you know that bruise has got to hurt put some peas on it they're not actually like why the fuck were you punching joseph <laughs> clearly he's done it before clearly yeah or it's a common thing <laughs> I in the think, family. isn't it tom who's just like was it really necessary to drop kick him <laughs> or something <laughs> like that <laughs> <laughs> i was like oh, i, I believe something yeah. along those lines was said." <laughs> sarah puts some ice on the bruises and Ma- max says he blames the candy he was like, I've had nothing but, what was it, candy canes and, and chocolate or something like that. Yes. He's like, I, it, I, I blame the high. The, sh- the, old, the good old sugar high. Yeah, absolutely. He, be- he beat the kid up for saying that Santa wasn't real. Is At, what we learned. I mean, how convenient. Uh, we do learn that Omi is German. Yes. And seems to only speak German. Or ad- Yep. yep, And she is Tom's mother Sarah is disappointed that Tom is still taking work calls because he was supposed to take this period off and he gets a phone call and excuses himself. And she's like, what are you doing? You're supposed to have this time off. He's like, well, I still got to make a few phone calls. So already you can be like, okay, there's a little bit of distance there. A bit of tension between the parents. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And we learn that they're expecting more family over soon. I don't get this tradition. Like if you don't like your family, don't invite them around. I don't get why. It's It's not an American thing because I know other people who do it as well. Yeah, I mean, at least, like, for us with Christmas, because we've got different parts of the family, mm. we have it scheduled, like, a month in advance. Right. Okay. In terms of, like, so we normally do, like, a Christmas breakfast at our house. We host that. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, So, like, yeah. We'll, we'll always do a Christmas breakfast at our place, and then our families sort of split and go away. Right. So, like, the different sides of the family, they'll go back to their other halves. I was going to say, some people must go with, their, like, their partners and then go to yes. their families. Yeah, and that sort of stuff. And then normally, sort of, I guess, the leftovers <laughs> come back at night. <laughs> I will say the leftovers, but which is normally most of our family anyway. Yeah. Um, they come back at night. So I'd, we have another, we have a nice dinner. Or leftovers, pretty much. Again. Yeah. That feels like so much work. Oh, I, I don't know. House hopping for Christmas just doesn't sound like, because I'm, quite, I'm not, not anti-social, but like I get socially exhausted quite quickly. Mm. So like an entire day with just my family, I can manage. If I had to house hop and like greet new people joyfully every time, I, I don't know if I could do it. Yeah, it, it it wasn't especially growing up. Uh, it was quite chaotic. Yeah, I can imagine. It's not. Yeah, but like, if you don't like your family, don't go see them. I think that's a thing. It's probably yeah. Just just don't invite them if you don't get. You don't al- have to if you don't get along with your racist grandma. Don't invite <laughs> racist grandma. Like, <laughs> like. Well, okay, sure. Okay. Anyway, uh, Omi asks Max and uh, asks him if he's finished the letter to Santa because he hasn't finished it yet. Mm. And he says it's a working progress. He's still got a couple of things to do. Meanwhile, Sarah and and Beth have gone to hang up the photo that they took in the mall of the family with Santa, which looks like a Christmas tradition. I feel like they do this probably every year. I think it's like, I think it may have been the fifth or something on the wall. They so were, probably... I was I, was, I was trying to remember if I was imagining that. No, I, I I feel like it probably was maybe when Max was older. Mm, and then okay. sort of, you know, maybe there's more footage on the corner of it. Sort of, I think maybe mm-hmm. when he can remember it. Because I don't know how old he would be in this. Max. Yeah. yeah. I don't think they say his age. No, it, but... maybe like 11 or 12. He's yeah. he's not like young young. No, because he's not like eight. Yeah. But he, I don't think he's quite a teenager. No. So he's, he's yeah, preteen. Yeah, absolutely. But it looks like it, it does look appear to be a tradition at least in the same mm. store as well. It looked like it had the same decorations and everything. <laughs> True. The photo, so so they go to the same place every year. Yeah. Oh god. Forced traditions like that, like yeah. if the the non-fun forced traditions that yes. people suffer through i'm like why just don't do it (laughs) i mean maybe as well like looking back it's we do it as a family every year we've got a christmas photo oh but is it like your mum really likes it or it's more of a capsule for us like because we have family overseas it's a good way to sort of see how everyone's changed throughout time i right like we still have everything from when i guess i was growing up but we've always had a photo every year very casual photo nothing uh, formal. Right, you okay. Know, just not in casual... suits or anything. No, we're out in the grass, <laughs> no shoes on, you know, all oh, the family. Okay. That's there all right. you go. It's just That's a, this bad. is where we are this year. Okay. Yeah. That seems alright. It's not like a, when I mean, we have Santa hats on and, you know, what yeah. we've got. But it's not like a. a you're having to dress up it's not and a go chore. somewhere no it's just a. oh we'll do a photo quickly and then back in yeah, yeah back into it as opposed to this which feels like okay you've got to get dressed and you've got to look presentable yeah. and then we'll go see the santa that the we see every at nine thirty. Uh, yeah <laughs> we're there at 8 30 <laughs> uh, we need to get a park <laughs> we do get to see the the photo that sarah is hanging um while beth is complaining about the cousins something about there was literal shit in my bed yeah, and, I do remember that. And and Sarah's like, it, w- it was their dog. And she's like, was it though? I mean, it could have been placed there. And then she says, um, they're the reason some people shouldn't be allowed to breed. Your words, not mine. <laughs> and then Storm's off and Sarah, the mum's just standing there. She's like, I, I never said that. I said, maybe they should have to take a test first. <laughs> and I was just like, love it. So, so It sets good. the tone of the family dynamic straight away as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. And the fact that Beth is just sort of echoing her mum's sentiment that, you know, maybe their cousins shouldn't have happened. <laughs> <laughs> we see the Christmas picture that Sarah's just hung up and Santa is checking out Beth's, a- Beth's ass. Yep. And she just sighs. She just goes, <sighs> like... Uh, Just another fucking Christmas. (laughs) In the kitchen, Omi and Max wrap presents together. Omi tells him that she still believes in Santa. And to believe in him is to believe in the true feelings of Christmas. So we're getting that whole Christmas spirit thing going. She gives him a cookie to cheer him up. I think he's not particularly... I don't think anyone's particularly happy that... extended families coming round. (laughs) he's probably also sore from being hit as well (laughs) this is true yeah from from having the punch up yeah (laughs) (laughs) um that night uh beth is talking with her boyfriend and he invites around to get high instead of doing family time um they, they sort of mention as well this is the beginning of you know Sarah likes to do un- not unusual, but like different things for Christmas because, yes. like, they- what was it? they're going to make a Japanese snowflake tree or it was something, something like that. that. And I was like, that sounds really cool. It sounds different. I, I would go for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, why not? Better than like watching Snoopy. I know that's what Max wants to do, but he- yeah, no, there's not really much. Snowflake company. tree sounds great. Yeah, a Japanese snowflake tree as well. So yeah, like origami? Why not? Yeah. Let's do it. And then the, the house starts to rumble. The relatives have arrived. <laughs> I love them. He, he was very confused when this happened because yeah, the whole house was like. <laughs> I just, I didn't think you know anything had been introduced at this point. It's like, is this when it starts already, or you already? Is this how it kicks off? Are we, are we kicking into the horror already? Yeah, I thought. I was there going. What's happening? Because <laughs> it like pan, it cuts to all the different family members, like in different rooms of the house, and you can see that like the rooms in all of the different parts of the house <laughs> are <all> shaking. shaking. <laughs> Max hurriedly finishes his Santa letter, and from the second they hit the door, they're yelling. The, the the family, yeah, who's arriving immediately? Immediately, you can you can hear the kids; they're banging on the door and ringing the doorbell nonstop. And the mum's like, "Can you can you stop it?" Like. <laughs> It's Sarah's sister, Aunt Linda, with her husband, Howard, their son, Howard Jr., and their daughters, Stevie, Jordan, and their newborn as well. Yeah. Full house. It's a lot of people. Yeah. Um, all of them were expected. And I love the fake smile as well. Um, Sarah opening the door because she's like, she preps herself before she opens the door as well. She's like, the family. Just be nice once. It's just, it's just a week. Just and now it's like, Merry Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> and you can feel the pain. You can. Howard and Tom clearly don't get along. Um, it's like you know Tom's trying to give Howard a hand as he comes through the door, and something drops. He's like, "Oh, well done," and everything like that. <laughs> I'm like, I hate Howard. Howard's Howard's an ass. He, he clearly looks down on Tom. Like, yeah. that one and that in particular just shows that he. Just doesn't care. Yes. Like he's there out of... He's been forced to be there as well. Yeah. Because it's his wife's sister's family. Yes. He doesn't want to be there either. And Howard and Tom are not related at all. No. Yeah. We do meet their dog as well. Rosie. Yes. Yes. Who's this adorable English bulldog. Fucking the cutest little... I just want to smush its face. (laughs) It's so cute. And they're just like, Oh yeah, we brought the dog. That's all right, right? You don't have a cat, do you? And Sarah's just like, it's fine. It's great. Ken's great. gone now. Yeah. Um, they also brought homemade casserole for the family. Is that what it was? I think so. They're just like, we brought you a little bit of home. I had no idea what and it was. And I think it's a casserole. Or a potato bake or something I'd like say, that. Could be, yeah. It could be a potato bake. Something. It has layers. Yes. And it's been baked. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like a potato. Probably a potato bake at that stage. <laughs> Probably a potato bake Maybe some layers of mints and some cheese and something in there as well. Who knows? The girls are very tomboyish. Um, Max tries to connect with Howard Jr. He's asking questions like, you know, what did you ask Santa for this year? You know, uh, uh, what are you into? Like, <laughs> how are you going? And he's just standing there, mouth agape, staring at at. He <laughs> was a closed fist at one point Oh, was that? It like it zoomed in on his closed fist. I think he was gonna hit him. <laughs> <laughs> he's literally just like he's just being talked at. <laughs> <We don't laughs> anything back. I swear in like a couple of seconds you see a little bit of drool slowly slowly seep its back. <laughs> <laughs> Howard Jr. I don't think has a single line in this movie. No. I don't, don't. I was waiting for him to say something, but I don't no, think but I think the only line he gets is Ah and that's it. Yep. I think <laughs> Great! Subtitles would say, mouth a okay. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. That's it. Um, Stevie and Jordan notice Max's Santa letter tucked into his pocket. Suddenly, Sarah's face drops as another po- person walks in through the front door. Surprise! <laughs> Linda's, Linda's like, surprise! Please don't be mad. <laughs> it's, it's Aunt Dorothy, who is Linda and Sarah's aunt, who is just this miserable old bat. <laughs> she's just <laughs> i kind of respect how miserable she is she owns it uh yes and from the second she walks in the door she has nothing but negative things to say and it's it's so great because she immediately walks in she's like you know, puts all her shit down, and she's like, where's the nog? I need to get merry. <laughs> <laughs> and then as she walks through the dining room or something, she looks yeah. at all, you know, this beautiful, like, everything's pristine and perfectly in place, all the Christmas decorations and everything like that, and she's like, ugh, looks like Martha Stewart threw up in here. <laughs> <laughs> Christmas, I think, is a bit different for her. I love this lady. <laughs> she's so cynical. She's a grounding rod. <laughs> yeah. Everyone's happy or a bit sad. Or faking the happy. Yeah. They're, and she's sure like, no, like, I'm miserable. I hate this. i like, you know, I need to be with people, but I don't want to be with you. <laughs> yeah. I need to be drunk to enjoy your company. Yes. All right? Where's the knock? <laughs> Straight away. Uh, Sarah is clearly upset about this um, unexpected turn of events and she goes uh when when they're alone when she's alone with her sister her sister linda she goes she she's like you know hemorrhoids are a surprise they're, she is a fucking nightmare <laughs> talking about aunt dorothy clearly like, hemorrhoids have happened before then in the family <laughs> <laughs> like this is not a surprise this is a fucking nightmare why the hell did you bring aunt dorothy <laughs> and linda says she was tricked You know, she thought they were going over there just to say Merry Christmas and she came to the door with bags. What was she going to say? No, you can't come with us. She probably thought she was going to (laughs) come. Sarah takes like half a second where she's like, yeah. And then (laughs) that's what you should have said. But instead she goes, no, no, you shouldn't have said that. (laughs) Howard makes himself at home and, you know, and expects Tom to set up the baby cage for their littlest Yep. He just walks Straight in away. with the bits and just hands it to Tom. and he's just Find like, a place. Set that up wherever you like. By the fireplace. Yeah. Give <laughs> <Keep> it all. <warm. laughs> Leave one panel open that just <laughs> into the fire. <laughs> Dorothy asks, What's for dinner? as well. She's got her Nog. She just pops her head and she's like, So, what's for dinner? <laughs> At that dinner, Howard Jr. burps loudly in Beth's face. And Howard, the dad, fucking loves it. He's like, "That's my boy. That's my boy." And, and Tom's like, "He sure is." <laughs> and you could see the tension between them with that as well. Yes. The different styles of parenting as well. And I love the little the little digs that they do as a family. You know, where he's like, "Don't be rude," but you just let a little something slip out. Yes. Uh, Howard emasculates Tom for being an Eagle Scout, basically calling him a wuss, and uh, because he doesn't, he didn't do sports; he did yes. Eagle Scouts instead. Because I think it was the twins well, the daughters are doing something to do with military school or something as well. Oh yeah, it was they touched could... on They're like a military award, but they never talk about. No, no, it was a, a, a sports athletics award, something like a that. A government award, yeah. for athletics or something That's, like that. Sounds about right. Um, yeah, and and Tom says, no, you know, Eagle Scouts is more like survival training. Howard says that he keeps guns and ammo in the truck. Of course he fucking does. Um, yeah, the, the rumbling at the house, we forgot to mention, the rumbling at the house was just Howard's truck arriving. Yeah, it was a Humvee, right? It's like, it's a fucking, it's massive. <laughs> it's, it's a monster truck, almost. Yeah, <laughs> it's fucking huge. Uh, Sarah breaks the conversation, you know, stopping another fight from happening. Linda mocks Sarah's finer tastes. And, yeah. And so does Aunt Dorothy as well, or something like that. she doesn't she at this stage? <laughs> yeah. There's everything well. she's doing is mocking the She's family. like, you know, this fancy shit clogs up my pipes, <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> and, you know, Lynn, uh, Sarah just trying to stay as calm as possible. She's like, I thought you might like a change from macaroni and cheese with hot dogs. <laughs> and you're just like, oh, damn. Clearly there's Sass in this family. <laughs> there's Sass, and... Yeah, the woman have sex. Um, Aunt Dorothy complains that there's no Christmas ham. What are you, Jewish? (laughs) I'm like, fuck this lady, man, she's so good. Sarah excuses herself before she says something (laughs) else, I think. And she's like, like, who wants dessert? And, you know, Tom's trying to make everything better. He's like, honey, everything's delicious. And now it's just like, mine's a little dry. (laughs) It's the small dicks. It's this he's like you could just say something nice well okay sure <laughs> i just oh it's so good How was this whole family dynamic going on for you it, it, it sets the scene and that it, it's a mess that they, 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 they as a family they as a family are a mess there's each family has their own weird dynamic between the kids and the parents but mm. then the kids don't like the other kids which is a nightmare. Which is always horrible. And, and then they, the parents also don't like the other parents. Yeah, it feels like they're they're obligated to do this. Everyone hates everybody else. Yeah. So it's like a it's a, a spite Christmas. Yeah, <laughs> it's a spite Christmas. I like that. Stevie and Jordan mock Max, claiming that Santa died in a crash in the mountains. And Beth scolds scolds Max because he's about to like start a fight, and she's like, "No, don't stoop down to their level. Just don't do it." telling him to just cool it instead. In the kitchen, Sarah makes creme brulees while she's, you know, sort of mumbling disappointedly about what she'd said. She's like, yeah, she was torching them pretty hard. She was, and she's like (laughs) furiously torching them. While she's like, mac and cheese with hot dogs. Oh, that was so stupid. (laughs) Could have done better. (laughs) I could have done so much better. Uh, Aunt Dorothy continues to bitch as she complains about, as she tops up her eggnog, sorry she's grabbing another, another when isn't glass of she drinking though I think in every scene she's drinking at this stage. and at this point Sarah snaps she just turns around and she's like well next year why don't we go to your trailer for Christmas and after you spent weeks setting it up and working on it I might just waddle in and start bitching and moaning about everything you worked so hard on and you're like oh she snapped <laughs> there it is there it is <laughs> and uh, Aunt Dorothy's like well you know I didn't mean and she's like no just get out Uh, Sarah just asks for our Dorothy to stay the hell out of her kitchen Jordan and Stevie stole Max's letter to Santa Beth stops him from leaping across the table when he realises and Stevie begins reading the letter it's very sweet it's very sincere as well it's very cute it's not like you know I want a motorbike or I want a pony for Christmas no it's just like you know he wishes he can hang out with Beth a bit more Because, you know, she's become a teenager. She Mm. doesn't want to hang out with a little brother, I assume. He wishes that mum and dad would fall in love again, which is very sad. You know, when the kids start to realise that you're falling in love. Sad times. Yeah, that's that's very upsetting. Um, He wishes that things were easier for Howard and Linda. Mm. That they didn't have to work so hard for so little. And Stevie, Stevie stops as... She gets to the part that's about her and and Jordan, and just snaps and just says um, that, that Dad doesn't wish they were boys, <laughs> which is very funny. Yeah, which kind of it, it, not explains, but you know they've probably not been forced, but sort of driven in a more masculine direction I by think, I Howard. Think... So from how he is as a character, you see that. And from, like, it's encouraging the male more masculine... Yeah. yeah. Encouraging the more masculine behaviour, like, you know, Howard Jr. burping at the table. And later on, he's, like, coaching them to wrestle each other and stuff yes. like that. So, yeah. It's... Okay. He <laughs> leans into it maybe a little bit too much. Yeah. Just a tad. But they seem to enjoy it. Yeah. If they enjoy it, great. Hmm. As long as they're not being forced into it. But it's hard to tell at that kind of age, because you kind of just do what your parents want you to yeah. do. You haven't really developed the personality no you're still good you're just following what you see yeah you're absorbing everything you're sponging at that age still sarah (laughs) enters with dessert at this point to to break the tension she's like who wants creme brulee and max flies across the table to beat the shit out of jordan (laughs) he declares he hates christmas and runs upstairs in his room, Max cries. Tom enters, telling him that sometimes you just have to endure family, even though you don't have much in common. It was just like, he I, he was trying to be very sincere yeah. in that moment, which was nice. It like, was he was very- trying to give a heartfelt, you know, <laughs> just deal with it. Yeah, sometimes you just have to, you know, put up with it. And then Max is just like, but why? He's like... Yeah. And-, <laughs> and then Tom's just like, okay, you got me. <laughs> <laughs> Overall, it's a chance to find things to like about people that you normally don't. Mm. And I'm like, cool, that's very Christmassy. Yeah. But also, no, if you don't like people, don't hang out with them. Yep. Also like, true. That, that's also valid. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Tom suggests uh, Max still ma- mail his letter to Santa and he leaves. <laughs> Max folds up the letter, getting ready to post it before he changes his mind. Rips it up, opens his bedroom window, and throws the pieces into the wind. They fly high up into the sky, crossing the moon, as snow begins to fall. Love it. Very, very cool. The cinematography in this is very good. It is. The, like, choice of shots and everything like that. that is they've done, really nice. It just sets the, the time. Yeah, absolutely. And good good use of lighting and everything like that. It's so good. We see a large storm cloud start to descend on the neighbourhood creeping in from behind the savage winds and a blizzard as the power to the whole block cuts out we get what would be a reoccurring uh, motif here we get the little calendar door being opened and yes. it says december 23rd love it i really like that it's not it, it's a good way to show the passing of time yeah especially in such a small you know because it with it being a christmas movie yeah you're like oh okay i know what day it is yeah one day it, it'll passed. be christmas yep that's a night passing yeah love it max looks outside where a where the snow is beginning to mount there's a large snowman watching him from the lawn he looks scary the snowman yeah well like he looked abnormal Mm. and i think at that point though the snowman looked like on the 23rd there was like a picture of a snowman oh did it look way back yeah there was like a weird shaped snowman oh it didn't look exactly like the one outside, mm. but it was a weirdly shaped snowman. It wasn't your, was, you know, three circle tone yeah. thing. It was a weird, blobby mess. I got a theory about these snowmen that we'll come to later, which is interesting. Good, because yeah, I did. You think about it as well? A little bit. Where you're just like, what is what is with the snowman? A little bit. Yeah. Uh, everyone talks about the lack of power. Twelve people in a house with no power. Uh, some Tom says it seems to be the whole neighborhood, so it's not just them. At least you know you can't just flick the fuses and it'll be fixed. He did try. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Howard continue, Howard complains that there's nothing to eat, and and Sarah's like, "Well, there's leftovers from dinner." He's like, "Beer, it is." <laughs> <laughs> like, how can these people hate her food that much? Is it just because it's different? It must be. It must be because it looked like good food. It, it, yes. it looked delicious and creme brulee. Yum if that's what you're having for dessert then you must have had something good for dinner yeah and that's the dessert standard yeah and then all they can do is bitch about it They're yeah like, oh, what the fuck is creme brulee what, what i'm like what do you want twinkies <laughs> probably <laughs> were they still around at this time twinkies yeah well they were discontinued oh were they yeah oh i thought we just stopped stocking them at work no they were discontinued like genuinely discontinued and stopped being made wow they may i think they came back again oh okay but they did get there was like a period of time where there was like a, a Twinkie shortage. I'm not kidding on oh, It one. feels like Zombie Land at this point. <laughs> I think that's why they would. I think that's why Twinkies are featured in them. It's oh like really? Like, yes, because to of- try and boost like the sales, <laughs> yeah. or something like that. Oh my God, that's kind of amazing. Uh, Max is sent to check on Omi as there's a knock at the door. Linda volunteers and she go, she answers it. It's a courier driver dropping off a package. There's also a gift basket. Next yeah, to the door as well, a huge sack of presents. Yeah, a huge sack of presents, a red sack of presents, and yes. a gift basket as well. Yes. Because Howard comes out and he's just like, because Linda's like, look, more free shit, and he's like, why do the rich people get all the free shit? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, yeah I th- it wasn't like DHL. they said, oh, yeah, it's the brown guys or something. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, USPS. Which I, you, yeah, right. I was, I was wondering. Think, uh, I think it's USPS, but I was like, is that FedEx or like, what are we talking about? Or was I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't really matter some company... other, He, he reckons some other courier driver dropped off the, the red sack Because it's not with him yeah. He's just dropping something else But um, Howard and Linda bring everything inside Beth says that she can't get hold of a boyfriend next And she asks to go check on him It's only a couple of blocks away She mm. can walk And she'll be back in like an hour she says And yeah Well It's a quick walk <laughs> It's only a couple of blocks But four blocks there and back in a blizzard <laughs> yeah. An hour. I don't know. It depends how, how big American blocks are in True. Yeah. Well they yeah. If you're in New York, four blocks would take you like a day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But in suburbia, I don't know. Uh the parents agree, they say one hour, then she has to come back and have quote unquote girl time with uh, Jordan and Stevie. And this is where we see them in the background yes. wrestling where Howard's like going nuts. Use <laughs> <laughs> the PAL driver, or whatever he's yelling at them, you know. You gotta you gotta use hey, your weight <laughs> <laughs> yelling at his daughters. Omi pours hot cocoa from the fireplace and she says cocoa makes chocolate makes everything better. Omi you are correct. Staple <laughs> character right there. <laughs> MVP of this movie, or me pouring hot chocolate from the fireplace as well. Love it. Beth makes her way through the storm. Houses seem to be completely frozen over. Did you notice that in the background? Yeah, it looked not not Decrepit. like the, yeah, not like they're made of ice, but like long icicles all the way down the windows and everything like yeah. that. And the, the doors were frozen shut. And I think some had forced entry. Like it had. Yeah, something had happened. Something has happened. That there had been no noise previously about What yeah. happened, and it seems to have gotten worse as she went down the road. She can barely see anything, and it suddenly gets very dark. She it like hits a wall and it suddenly goes very dark. It's like fog. Yeah, th- this fog of darkness. She hears laughter against the wind, and suddenly sleigh bells and a large crash. She sees a horned figure atop one of the neighbors' roofs. A very large horned figure, very large. Yeah, he a big fella. Uh, it jumps to the opposite roof on the other side of the road, and you're like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> He's Superman jumping. Like <laughs> she runs, and the creature follows across the rooftops this shot is so good it's just a tracking shot just on a dolly or something like that so she's running and you've got her in the main focus and then just behind her you can see it running across the roofs tracking her fucking love it was this getting your heart pumping at this point because you you don't really do horror so i, was I wondering don't i how... don't know like i didn't know what to expect i was you know i enjoyed it i was tense but mm. I wanted to see where it was going. It's not like Shield eyes kind of no, stuff. No, no. I yeah. just a good chase scene. Oh, well, absolutely! But it's also introducing everything. So yeah, it's, it, it's a good. It's good for tone. Like I like it. Oh, absolutely! It's really, it's really good at setting the scene, especially with like the sound of the blizzard, which is you got constantly the bells going. every time he lands as well. Yeah, the the bells and and his hoof. Yeah, like, his hooves, all the different sounds, which are like zoom zoom zoom. And then you've got the, the bells jingling as he moves yes. as well against this blizzard and her panting. So good. I'm such an audio person. And oh, it's, it's beautiful. It's so beautifully put together. Um, she finds a courier van. And inside, this is the courier that we just saw mm. two seconds ago. Inside, he's frozen. Frozen solid. Yep. Dead. Gone. Absolutely. Like an icicle. Just gone burgers. I think he had icicles on him as well. Yeah. I think, I think, he's think so. gone. And so there's this weird thing about like freezing cold like absolute cold yeah. like all the houses with the icicles going down the windows and everything like that and he's frozen in a scream as well so she tucks herself underneath the truck to hide everything goes very quiet until two very large hooves land next to the van again with that jingle of bells as he lands as well it's so distinctive it's so but you could feel so well it oh yeah like with the landing, you can feel the weight. It you goes, boom, heavy boy. And you're like, he'd he be sick. <laughs> He's a thick boy. He got hooves. <laughs> Damn, he got hooves. <laughs> it walks around the vehicle, chains dangling behind him. So it's not just Christmas bells, it's the rattling of chains yes. as well. Um, which drag behind him before it suddenly leaps away again. And, and Beth has been holding her breath at this point Since it landed She's sort of put her hands over her mouth and it's cold, but oh, oh, it's Ooh. so good Beth looks around But it seems to have gone It's jumped away or whatever Until she hears, hears a little dee-ding, dee-ding, oh, No, it's it's actually a Christmas song, isn't it? It's not actually the, like, jack-in-the-box noise I can't remember what Christmas song I don't know it was, what it was But it, I do it, remember it being it, a Christmas it, it, song It's like a Christmas jingle But you can tell it's from, like, a jack-in-the-box Yes and she slowly turns to see the box, which turns itself to, Oh, it's Silent Night that's playing. Sorry. I did write it down. It's playing, well, that would, that's, <laughs> it's playing Silent Night How as, convenient. It, yeah. as it turns itself slowly. And then the lid pops open and you see this tiny little Jack in the Jack puppet sort of pop its head out. And then Beth screams and we watch as the van rocks violently. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I just put one down. <laughs> <laughs> Strike one. Strike one. Is it one out of 11? Uh, I think they said 12 people in the house. Because when they were complaining about, you know, 12 people in the house. be oh, no the power. baby. Forget the baby. Forget I am. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be 12. You're one out of 12. Wow. Damn. <laughs> yeah. Good. Great first kill. And I love that it doesn't show too much. We don't see a clear view of Krampus. No. You- we don't see what got Beth. No. And there's no... Because you just it's only the top of the head. The Jack in the Box. Yeah, you see this tiny, and it just looks like a puppet. It looks like a Jack in the Box puppet, and you just see it tiny little. It pops up a tiny bit because it does like an overhead showing the van. Yeah, and, it's and sort then, of just dis- disappearing underneath and shaking, and that's it. Yeah, you see the van so you have shaking. No idea what happened, and Beth's screaming. So you think she's gone at that stage? Yeah, you don't like, know oh. how she went, which is a shame. I liked Beth. She was a yeah, good It's a character. shame she went early. Yeah, I feel like she had more to say. You had others that you could have taken earlier. At least she had dialogue. I mean, Howard. Yeah, I was gonna say Howard <laughs> Junior has no fucking lines. <laughs> Take the guy with no dialogue first. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, back at the house, Max notices another snowman has sort of materialized on their lawn. He looks a bit different, I think, yeah. as well. Yes, and this is where I'm gonna I'm gonna bring it up. I've always wondered if each of these is a soul that Krampus has claimed. Well, wasn't the because i think there were three at this point weren't there because there was the original one yeah there was one on the side because max looked out i think while beth was running away he looked out of the window at some point which would be the courier driver and said because i think uh the parents were looking out talking about you know Mm. it's been gone for a while and he's like there's another snowman and there was one on the side yeah and then when they went back again when they were worrying about it there was like a smaller boy shaped one outside i think that's is that that's later because i think that is one of our characters that would make or sense. a representation of yes. one of our characters and like, i agree sort of Krampus being like i got one because yeah i think it is S- souls would make sense or like people he's called or whatever like that so the fact that like we got we got one and then you know it was the courier drive. we found the courier driver's body yes and then beth gets taken and we immediately cut to a scene of max looking outside and there's another snowman yes you're like, pretty oh. convenient that there's another one there now. So I'm pretty sure it's it's either... Souls. It's Souls. It's the, it's the people Krampus has got. Yes. Which I think is really cool. It's a very distinctive way of showing what it is. <laughs> like, the progress in the film as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Tom has no cell service either. He can't even make a phone call. He says there's no cards, no people, not even a fucking salt truck is going past. And Sarah and he sort of reconnect. They have a moment of reconnection. Though they are worried that they haven't heard from Beth yet. Everyone else is getting cranky. I <laughs> Like they weren't before. Like, come on. More cranky. <laughs> more, more cranky. Well, they're forced to stay inside with each other now. Yeah, this is true. With no entertainment. You can't even, like, just veg and watch the TV. Well. Well, they do have a tablet. Yeah. They do, but... They hear sirens. <laughs> it's getting dark, and Beth has not returned. Howard says his truck could get through this storm... So they're going to take that. And this is when I think Aunt Dorothy chimes in because, you know, Beth hasn't returned. And she's like, see, leave him alone for one minute and boom, shotgun wedding. (laughs) (laughs) And Linda's just like, not appropriate. And and uh, Dorothy's just like, well, just look at you. And you're like, damn! Bit of tension in the family. (laughs) Yeah, like we haven't seen that yet, Um, no. Um, Tom asks if they can pick up Beth and sort of drive around the neighbourhood to see what's going on, see if they can... Because they kind of mentioned that the, the neighbours around them are like, none of them are home for Christmas anyway. Yes. Like, blah, blah, blahs in Florida, blah, blah, blahs. I think they don't talk to one set of neighbours, so yeah. they're, they're setting the scene that there's no one Locally. around them, lo- close to them, who would actually be around anymore. Yeah. And they're pretty big houses. So they're going to drive and see if they can see, like, does anyone have their lights on? Do they see anyone walking around? And at the same time, they can pick up Beth. Great. They've got a plan. Omi stops him saying that it's too dangerous to go outside. Do you reckon she already knows? She already knows that Krampus is here, or coming for them? I feel like she must. Because we do learn later that she's already had this experience with Krampus. I feel like... Yes. Yeah, maybe... Because I think it's probably also a bloodline thing, right? Because is this, is this where she starts talking about making sure that the fire keeps going? I believe that's when, that's later or is that on. later? That is later on. That's later, that, okay. So, that is a key part of it. But mm. it does feel like she knows something. She definitely about. knows something's going on, mm. doesn't want to disclose what she knows. Yes. And also no one really, you know, it just seems to be an all visit at and, this stage. And the rest of the family just kind of treat her as like the kooky grandma. Yeah, the old, the old lady who speaks German... With no yeah. subtitles, a fair bit. Did you not get subtitles? No. Oh, I did. Well, like, when she was speaking German at the start, it had, like, built-in subtitles. Right. But then later throughout the film, they then translate for her. It was like, oh, oh, right, right. Oh, yeah, when they translate for her. Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. but Yeah, I got what you mean. But... A lot of German. Yes. He tells her everything will be okay. Uh, Max holds Omi's hand as Tom and Howard leave out into the storm. Out in the storm, Howard and Tom make progress. They're they're driving through the roads and whatever like that. They're checking the radios, but they can't get a signal anywhere on AM or FM. They slow down as they see emergency lights. It's an abandoned snowplow in the middle of the road. The vehicle is empty. There's presence still in the passenger side. Keys still in the ignition. And there's a hole in the windshield. And how was like, oh, you know, you must have hit something, flown right out of the windshield. And Tom's like, it's broken in, something smashed in through the windshield, a lot of glass. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, I like this. This is creepy. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Was it a car crash? It was something got whoever was driving this. The keys are still in the ignition. Across the way is Beth's boyfriend's house. Howard grabs a shotgun from his pack truck and gives Tom a handgun. And he's like, "Wow, it's heavy." And he's like, "Yep. It's Linda's." <laughs> <laughs> at the house uh, back at the the family home anyway, they light candles. Sarah, we learned that Sarah has um their mum's angel from when they were mm. kids. So Linda and Linda and Sarah sort of have that reconnection as well. Having a nice heartfelt moment sort of. Yeah, like, "Oh, I didn't without know you had the that. Without the spouses, They're yeah, sort of reconnecting as siblings themselves, and without the obligation for it, yeah, instead of being like, "Oh, we must talk and must be happy," they have a moment of genuine, like, "Oh, you kept kids. everything from mum." Yeah, like because all those, things. I think, don't they like look at the Christmas tree and Linda sees that there's like homemade decorations yes. from when they were kids and yes, things like that. So. I think there's still like a photo of them when they were kids, yeah, on the tree, and things and, like that. And Sarah's like, "Yeah." I'm why not I of never course. never threw that stuff out why would you think I? yeah so it's really sweet it's really really sweet they remin- reminisce about it um, you know they used to fight about who got to put the angel on the tree or something like that Yeah. and Sarah's like yeah I've still got the scar <laughs> so you fight dirty <laughs> and she's like yeah where do you think Stevie and Jordan got it from <laughs> so we learn that you know Linda is very masculine family <laughs> yeah it's a very masculine family well she's she just kicks ass yeah which we do get a bit of later well, we fuck yeah <laughs> Uh, they reminisce while checking out the decorations that they made as kids. They have a moment of connection. It's real sweet. They hear some strange noises from upstairs, and everyone just kind of stops. It, like, because everyone, like Aunt Dorothy, all the kids, and Sarah and Linda just sort of look up at the roof, because you can hear this si- little sort of like... And I think it's Sarah who's just like, must be squirrels? Uh, wasn't the... Oh, was it Dorothy? I think it was Dorothy. Oh, Dorothy! I mean, at this point, she's hammered. She's oh, like, she's been knocking back that nog. <laughs> this is this is day two. She's knocked out. <laughs> she's but she's, still going strong. Still going she, strong. I swear, every scene you look at her and she's lying back <laughs> and, she, and she she's leaning back with a glass in her hand. <laughs> <laughs> every, every fucking scene. Every. You're 100% right. Omi stares into the... Oh, and there's a sudden crash as well. There's a little pattering, and Aunt Dorothy's like, oh, it must be squirrels. And then there's a large crash, and she's like, yeah, squirrels playing with their nuts. (laughs) Big nuts. And Omi stares ominously into the fireplace. just Because there's always a character who does this. It has to be. Who knows some shit, but won't say anything. (laughs) Before she sort of looks up the chimney as well. She, like, pokes at the fireplace a bit and then looks up the chimney as as much as she can, obviously mm. not burning herself. Very cool. I I love the foreshadowing for what this means. Yes. Later. It, it's, they do very good at, at sort of having these plot elements mm. ahead of time, but without sort of making it set the scene too much. Yeah. Like, you can really, like, oh, I know where that's from, but it's not in the moment you're like, oh. This will come in handy later. Yeah. And he's just curious. And then later on, it'll come up and you'll be like, oh! That's why. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> Howard and Tom enter the, the boyfriend's house, Beth's boyfriend's house. It's completely frozen it's, over. Looks like there's been an assault or something. Every, everything's shattered. Everything's shattered. Everything's frozen. The doors open. It's like the blizzard ran through the house. Yeah, I like mean, it had been left open for months. Yeah, it had been cold, for but it had only been like a, a couple day? of hours a day, oh, I, a day, at oh the yeah, because it's overnight. So yeah, yeah, couple of but hours. But it looks like yeah, this is a, this is a ramshackled shack they found in the middle of a frozen wasteland that had been open to the weather for months and years and has gone. But it's it's not. It's very unsettling. They call out to Beth. They see uh, a gingerbread man is like stabbed onto the kitchen fridge with a kitchen knife. Interesting. Again, comes up later, though. Yeah, I'd say, I didn't think of that at the time, because, but it did look suspicious. You, and you, now I understand why. <laughs> you So you picked up on the suspicious, just now, not why. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Howard is surprisingly supportive about Missing Beth, is what I wrote. Yeah. He's like, he's actually... Connecting with Tom and being like, "Hey man, like we'll find it." Don't because they worry. were talking about protecting the flock. I think a fair bit at the stage <laughs> oh, talking God, about. God, I hate that phrase. But yeah, I think that was flock at the dinner table. Up. Dinner table because when they were talking about the guns and, and how Scout like, and everything. A man's got to protect his flock, and all that shite. But now he's actually being supportive. Yeah, he's helping him on his journey to go and look for his missing daughter because he's trying to, you know, protect his flock. That's yeah, like. Which is, is as well. It's very sweet. It's, it's really bonding. Sweet. It's a good bonding moment for them. Yeah, absolutely. I love these little bonding moments that we're getting now, especially with how like turbulent the introduction to <laughs> yes. all our characters is. They're working quite well. Yeah. They see that the wall above the fireplace is sort of cracked outwards, as if something large went through the fireplace. It's being forced down. Yes. And it, and it gets visibly worse the further down it gets. you got the holes above the mantle. Yes. It splits and everything comes out. Just bits of brick and stuff on the on the lounge floor and everything like that. And large hoof prints, which lead away from the hearth of the fireplace. And, and you know, Howard, because he hunts, is just like, oh, you know, that's a pretty big deer that's walked through here. And then Tom's just like, a deer that walks on two legs? <laughs> and you're like, I like this. This is great. They're slowly trying to piece it together. We obviously know because it's called Krampus. Like... But they're giving you bits and pieces as we go. Yeah. Like, it's a good build of sort of information about what he's like. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, it sets so much of, like, why he does the things he does. And it gives you sort of a blueprint for how Krampus invades the house. Yes. Just with little clues while they're walking around what's already happened. Just there. Yeah. And then it slowly happens to our characters later. Yes. Which is really cool. It's I really sweet. like that as a as a narrative device. Not outright telling you. Look, everything's there. Yeah. But you don't know that until later. What's it called? Environmental storytelling. Yeah. <laughs> like Dark Souls. Um, <laughs> they hear a scream outside, which, uh, which is Beth. They hear Beth scream and they run outside to check. Not Beth, though. No, because it 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 sounded like her, but it wasn't her. It was a little bit. Well, we kind of learned that something in Krampus's arsenal can mimic speech. Yes, I'm not sure what it is that actually mimics the speech, but something can. I think it's the the sluggy boy. But oh, okay. Well, it does come up again later, so maybe we can talk about it. I think it. It's a good time for them. But they they hear Beth scream, and they run outside to, obviously, go and help her. Because it's, you know... That's why they're there. The niece slash daughter. (laughs) Beth is screaming for help from them, and they wade out into the blizzard. I mean, the snow is, like... It's the top of your thighs at this point. Like, damn. They're getting through it quickly, though. Yeah, but, well... It's that thing, what, what, like, you know, when, when parents... Hear their children in trouble, and you know, mums lifting up cars to like rescue yes. their kids and stuff like that. I feel like it's that kind of thing, where you know, Those rush of adrenaline, mustering the strength. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, when yeah, they they wade out into the blizzard. When Howard is suddenly grabbed by something under the snow, he just stops and he's like, "Oh, I've hit something." And then you just hear, it, and he start he screams. <laughs> love it. <laughs> I fucking love whatever this thing is. I have a thing about you know, things you can't see and why I find them terrifying. Yeah, because you have like, no idea what you're fighting, how big it is, what it's like. Yeah. You just don't know. You know, that's why, Why like, movies like Jaws scare me, mm-hmm. you know, anything in the water frightens me, crocodiles, yes. alligators, stuff like that. Because they just kind of... You don't know they're there, and then they get you. And you're like, oh, serial killer, you know, he pops up with a knife, you're like... I don't find that as scary. No, but it's it's the hidden... It's the mess. hidden thing. <laughs> yeah. So this thing, whatever it is, we never see it. No. And I love that. I don't know what this is. And that just makes my, it, it lets my imagination run wild with it. It's good. It's, it's fucking awesome. It's just a snow thing. thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Some sort of, something with teeth. It's a snow squirrel. <laughs> it's a snow it's a squirrel. squirrel. <laughs> with that explains the teeth marks. Yeah. The big old buck teeth. <laughs> yeah. Um, he gets full jawsed, is what I put. You know, with the he side top. to side, um, and pulled through all the snow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like. Very jaws style. You know, come in the water. Ah, yeah, just side help to side. me! Yeah. Ah. <laughs> we get that, but in snow. Love it, Tom. <laughs> yeah. Tom manages to grab hold of Howard's hand as he sinks into the snow. Something he he exclaims that something is biting him. I'm like, really. How convenient. <laughs> Thank you for telling me. I had no idea. Tom grabs the handgun and fires into the snow. And we just cut, we cut back to the family back at yep. the house who hears the gunshots. Awesome. <laughs> Cause you're just like, are they, are they dead? Did, did we lose them? Cause I think at that point they, with the framing for that as well, it was Todd with the gun, the revolver, looking at the brother in law. As yeah, because well, he was looking up and you don't know if he shot him. It's like a sympathy shot. True. And then it pans back. And then it goes back to the house and you just see Sarah turning around as the gunshots. And you don't off. know. And you're like, oh, shit, did they make it? Are they dead? Is, is Tom going to make it back? I, I don't know. But we do we do cut back after the family hears the shots. And Tom has managed to scare whatever is in the snow away. And he's grabbed hold of Howard and they're limping to the truck which has been destroyed. It's like, shattered. Yeah, like, it's gone. You, know, it, you, you it's know, it's been jumped on a couple of times. Yeah, is it me, or does it have like an impact spot? <laughs> it's like a Godzilla-style... Yeah, like... You, smacked. All the all the metal sort of bent into a particular spot. So You know, it's yeah. been hit... I think Krampus just landed on it. it Probably just the once. It <laughs> and it crumbled like a tin can. Which is pretty impressive, considering... This truck made the whole house rattle when it rolled in. And he's been running on roofs no problem, so... (laughs) True. I hadn't really thought about that. (laughs) Maybe, you know when you force your legs down on a jump? Yes, it'll be there. Yeah, when you actually stomp jump? Maybe that's what he did. Yeah. Yeah. But the fact that he destroyed this monster truck of a truck is very... Unsettling. It's great. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) At the house, Sarah is putting on her jacket. She's going out to find her husband. She says... She, you know, everyone's trying to convince her to, you know, just, just, just stay inside. We don't know what's going on. They'll be back in a minute. And the door suddenly bursts open and panic ensues. Howard's screaming about how he's, you know, something tried to grab him and he's, you know, he's going to die and everything. like. That. <laughs> and Tom's, you know, trying to sort out Howard's injury. Uh, he, Howard incites panic, but Tom calms him down and just says, like, not now. Not in front of the kids. Not in front of the kids, basically. Linda hurries the kids out, and Aunt Dorothy is asked to babysit.
0: <laughs> so,
1: <laughs> yeah, we'll get, to, we'll get to what she does with the kids in a second, but i love that. <laughs> Tom asks Omi to help with the kids as well, and she tells Tom to keep the fire hot. Yeah, she's like, he's like, mum, mum, please just go help with the kids. And she's like, keep the fireplace hot. And he's like, oh, oh, I like that. She stokes a little bit. She walks away. <laughs> yeah pokes a little bit to make sure the flames are uh, are high and goes on aunt dorothy teaches the kid to make peppermint schnapps <laughs> yeah <laughs> or peppermint schnapps hot chocolate i'm Certainly not really sure w- we don't know there's just alcohol involved and at just that like, stage. sugar spice everything nice big old plug mm. in there a big old hip flask of peppermint schnapps <laughs> or whatever it was <laughs> And Howard Jr. just stares at her, mouth agape, drool dribbling down. Still his no way. comment at this point. No, nothing to say at all. His only line so far has been a burp. <laughs> <laughs> Omi checks her kitchen knives, which I think is a very interesting little little thing. Yeah, she had a cleaver, didn't she? Something, Something like, she like that. She pulled out a cleaver, and Max turned around, and she was holding a cleaver, having a having a look at having it, having a look. Yeah, but there were quite a few out at that point and from the kitchen they can kind of hear Howard's pained cries from the other mm. room as well Sarah asks about Beth and Tom says that she just wasn't there and they can't go out again something in the there's something in the snow and it's so cold that they'll get frostbitten if they're out there for more than a couple of minutes the truck is gone there's no way they can leave they're stuck they're they're stuck They're they're in the bottle in our bottle film now yes there's nowhere else to go. You're stuck in the house. Tom suggests boarding up the windows and arming themselves. Mm. And the kids overhear and panic slightly. But Linda calms them down, suggesting a movie night with the handheld iPad or whatever they've got. <laughs> whatever the... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the tablet. how convenient. Yeah. But I I love that... Well, it's got, it's got power and, you know, if you haven't been using it, then it's got a little bit of battery. Mm. We cut to that night as the kids huddle around watching a Christmas movie. I think it's like Jack Frost, the animated Jack Frost or something like that. They're having a sleep out in the lounge. Basically, they don't want to separate or the parents don't want them to separate, I think. Yeah, they're all just staying as a group. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Was it... Um, Safety in Numbers. Everything like that. Yes. The the herd mentality. Linda tells Sarah that Beth is a tough girl like her mum and she'll be fine. Again, that connection, that sort of reassurance... Panic bringing the family together. Howard thanks Tom for saving him. Growth. Yay! Which is good. He, he apologised for thinking he's such a spineless dick all these years.
0: <laughs> Quote, <laughs> just, unquote. He just gets a
1: look. <laughs> yeah, he's like, um, Tom, I'm real sorry for thinking you're such a spineless dick all these years. <laughs> and he's <just> like, <laughs> okay. okay. Sort of a backhanded compliment, but I'll take it. <laughs> Max is still awake. He can't sleep. Outside, there's even more snowmen gathering in the lawn. Mm. Like, I think this is where we get a decent number now. There's like a good 10, 20 of them. Because it's it starting to appear more regularly. regularly. Yeah. And I think it just means that all the neighbours... All the neighbours have been... Yes. Got more snowmen. More snowmen. More creepy snowmen. All pointed at the house. And they haven't moved as well. No. They just. Yeah. It feels like more of a taunt than it is a. (laughs) A taunt or a threat. Yeah. I think it's a threat at this stage. It's more of a. We're here. Yeah. We're not going anywhere. Exactly. And And it feels like specifically, you know, this house has been left for last for a very specific reason. Yes. Max tells Tom that Omi has been acting strange. And Tom says that she always gets a little weird around Christmas but never wants to talk about it howard and tom talk about how they couldn't imagine life without their wives very sweet very sweet yeah you know i couldn't couldn't live without linda or sarah howard offers to stay up late for the first watch you know save the flock and all that (laughs) cut to later the lights are out howard is fast asleep (laughs) and it's very dark it's very dark Uh, As is everyone else. Everyone's fallen asleep. We hear Silent Night plays on the handheld tablet, just as the battery dies. We pan over to the fireplace, which is only cinders now. There's no flames. We get a close-up on the handheld, yeah, as the battery dies. And upstairs we hear laughing and chittering. As... which eventually sort of... we get this sort of panning shot of the roof. Or of the ceiling, sorry. With the chittering and the laughing, and then it pans over to the fireplace... As something descends down the chimney. Yes. You can hear the bells. You can hear the bells. Bells on the chain. It's so good. It's so, so good. It's so, everything's so well set up. And so well, like, there's a good amount of suspense. Mm. It doesn't just throw you into, like, the next part of the story. Yeah. It does want to build up. Yeah, it's it's taking its time. It's not like, this isn't a quick thing. They're not going to throw you a look at Krampus two seconds in. You'll see him from afar. Yeah. But you're not going to see him up close at all. It's well crafted. It's very cool. Uh, a hook and a chain appears at the bottom of the fireplace, followed by a little gingerbread man who's sort of been tied into the chain. He did look tasty. He did. Look, it looks like a thick, that, a thick that, that was a thick head. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, that like... gingerbread man got hair. <laughs> Half head at that stage. <laughs> oh Yeah, this is true. Uh we do hear the chains and the bells jingle because someone is rattling the chain, being yes. like, come and get it. Like literally like a fishing line. Yeah. When, it, like... it, when it came down, I looked at it when oh, I see where this is going. <laughs> we, I, I looked at went I know where this is going. We were, like Santa's fishing for someone. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, not Santa, uh, Krampus. Yes. Krampus is fishing for someone. Howard Jr., of his, course his nose like twitches him awake because he's like food. <laughs> He's always hungry. <laughs> he walks over to the fireplace. He takes a big old bite out of the, the gingerbread man. Not even like taking... No, he does take it out of the I chain, think he, doesn't he? he? He grabs it. He pulls it towards him. I think he walks back a little bit. Because mm. you can see the chain. Like, it's slack. But it has definitely got a bit of tension to it. Yeah. And he just bites into the top of it. He doesn't take it out of the chain, does no, he? No, it's still there. It's still wrapped it's, in. Yeah. Okay. A bit weird. I did put in my notes, fucking idiot. <laughs> Why would you eat, uh, you know, a gingerbread man that's Suspicious gingerbread. Like, America's very big on the rules about Halloween. I mean, Halloween isn't really a thing here in New Zealand. We don't really do a big celebration. But, you no. know, in America, it's always like, you know, check your candy and, you know, don't take it from strangers, only take it from the neighbours you know. And all that, all those rules about Halloween and everything like that. Did this, what? And then you get this. And then you're just like, here's an unwrapped gingerbread man. The be a, a black chain that's come down a chimney <laughs> that's come down the chimney probably got soot on it yeah probably didn't taste it that night nice. take a big old bite <laughs> and also has this kid had not had enough biscuits <laughs> after the number of fucking cookies we saw omi making at the beginning of the movie kids had food today <laughs> i mean we he's do, hungry it's a midnight snack at dinner we did see him eating like the the turkey carcass, like, or whatever it yeah, was. Yeah, it was like a bird on a stick, right? It was, yeah, it was literally a bird on a stick. He was just, just eating around the bones. Mm. So maybe this kid's just got an insatiable appetite. Uh, the gingerbread man comes alive after Howie Jr. takes a bite. Um, and screams at the fact that he's now missing part of his head. <laughs> yeah. It wraps Howie Jr. in the chains and sort of gives a whistle up the chimney and Howard Jr. is yanked. <laughs> Off he goes. Off he goes. He screams. Howie, Howie Jr.'s second line of the movie. Woo! His so, first line, Ah! Yeah, basically. <laughs> he screams, which wakes up the others. Sarah, quick on her feet, manages to grab hold of Howie Jr.'s legs and pulls back. Trying to get him back down the chimney. Tom and Howard grab hold of her legs because she's then pulled up the chimney as well. Almost up the chimney damn this is so cool I love this scene it's really really good it is (laughs) while all this is going on you know Sarah's trying to get a foothold and she's kicking away and she accidentally kicks one of the logs from the fireplace which is as we discussed cindering still Mm. it rolls across and sets the Christmas tree on fire (laughs) which Max then runs to sort good on him he's only like 10 or 12 or whatever like that and he's like oh fire I'll do something about it Love this kid. He's proactive. <laughs> he is proactive. The gingerbread man screams in Sarah's face, which um, <laughs> scares the shit out of her. I mean, but she doesn't it... let go. No, it's got <laughs> half its head missing. I think it doesn't have like a... Oh no, it still had its eyes. It was just the top. It's just like, yeah, like what would be like its hairline, I guess. It's, it's still gone got out. It, it's still got its eye it's just and everything. It screams. Like the very top this of its head. and it screams. It, it like... Um, Fireman's down the chain And yeah, goes like wails. <laughs> And wails in her face And she's screaming But she doesn't let go no. God bless you Sarah <laughs> um, Yes But in a sudden Unexpected pull it's uh, Howie Jr.'s kind of Tugged out of her arms mm. And she tum- she and the rest of the family Tumble back down the chimney And Howie Jr. disappears mm. Off he goes Off he goes leaving only a shoe that falls into the half. <laughs> Great. I love it. It's so, so interesting. It's such a quick scene as well. It really like is. You have a lot, there's all the build-up, all the atmosphere, from the you know the music playing, panning over everybody. And then as soon as that gingerbread man comes down, you're like, I know what's going to happen here. And it wraps up quickly, just, but a lot it, happens. It goes, boom, 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 done. So much happening, but it's it's just done well. I think it's... It's got the right, um, what's it called? The like, the, the the right progression and the right, you know, it's not keeping you on high tension constantly throughout the film because then the tension wouldn't mean anything. Yes. So it's really good at going, okay, here's the bit you're afraid of, and stop. And here's yeah, the bit it. you're afraid of, and stop. It ends it. Yeah, it 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 closes the loop. It closes the loop, and then you get character development. It yeah. feels that it fills that time with development. And and you know interesting things, character growth and stuff like that. Because you're less on edge then, and I think then you pick up on those details, like the Pry House with a gingerbread man who's been stabbed on the on, on the, the fridge, on the fridge, and, yeah, you're like, and you're like, oh, that's why, that's where they come from. <laughs> um, Linf- Linda comforts Howard, who blames himself because he fell asleep. Omi relights the fireplace. She says, he has come for them all. Bit <laughs> <laughs> ominous? Yeah, I was going to say, thanks, Grandma. A <laughs> bit late like now. She tells them to listen, and she starts speaking English for the first time. Yeah. Um, I, I think it's Dorothy, who's just like, like, I knew she could speak fucking English. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, it was Howard. It might have been Howard. He was just it's like, gorgeous. I knew she spoke fucking English. We flash back to when Omi was a, was a little girl. Love the animation here as well. Yeah, I didn't know what it was. Because I don't know how to, it's like, it looked claymation, but they looked like paper cutouts or something like that. Because she was different to everybody else. Yeah, all the all the adults and, and the scenery and everything looked like little paper cutouts. Yes, it was like a Tim Burton style sort of yeah. background. Yeah, so. kind of thing like, you know, Don't Starve, the game. Yes. It looked like that. The yes. animation looked like that. Papery. Paperish. But then, yeah, she, she as a character looks slightly claymation. You're like... She was 3D. Well, 3D. She was yeah. modeled. It was beautiful, though. This little animation scene, gorgeous. She says it was a very cold winter. Her entire town was low on supplies. We see the food lines and everything like that. But she still believed in hope when no one else did. She still believed in Christmas and in Santa. This would have been World War II. Yeah, probably. Probably. Very sad. Realistically. Yeah. We see Omi's uh, bread because she was standing in the in the bread line. Her bread gets stolen and fought over, but it's okay. She still had hope. And if she got home and saw that even her parents fought, fought like this, and they fight so much that they tear her doll in half mm. and and throw it into the fire. She had a little Santa doll yeah. and they tear it in half and uh, tear it in half and throw it in the fire. And that's when she, well, that's when Omi gave up on Christmas. Slight tear rolls. <laughs> um, yes. That night, yeah, she, she she gave up on Christmas fully. And that night, Krampus came, taking everyone in town, but leaving only she with a wink and a Christmas bell as a reminder of what happens when hope is lost and the Christmas spirit dies. And even at this point, you still don't see him. No. he's just his he's a shadow. shadow. It's the wink. It's a shadow wink. Yeah, it's the shadow. get the bell and that's it. Because she was, uh, she as a little girl was waiting for Krampus to come and get her. Because you see this horrific thing of like her parents screaming. And you can see Krampus like beating <laughs> them or something like that. And then he, she was just like, I was waiting for him to come and get me.
0: I'll and see. then you
1: just see his shadow and he winks at her. And leaves her a little bell with Krampus written on it. Bruce, might- like, I really want one of these bells. Yeah. Like for Christmas decorations? I want go- one of these Krampus bells. Like, goddamn! We cut back to old Omi with the Christmas bell that she was left. Um, Howard doesn't believe this shit, as he says. <laughs> kind of funny, given all that's gone on already. Yeah, dude, you were attacked by something under the snow, jaws style, and you're still like, nah, it's hor. Your son's gone because of a gingerbread man that's been screaming. I don't think he saw that he did not at that point. He just saw uh, Howie. Howie I, I don't even know if he saw Howie. He just saw Sarah's legs go up the chimney and grabbed hold of that. Yes. And then the shoe. <laughs> <laughs> he pulls a. Yeah, he doesn't believe this shit and he decides he's going to leave. He pulls a gun on Tom for trying to stop him from, from getting out the house. He says he's going out to find Howie Jr. He steps outside and is immediately met by a small, plump snowman wearing his son's scarf. Yes. And How this, convenient. And this is where I was like, yeah. It's, it's the souls. It's the souls. Howie <laughs> <laughs> Jr. gone now. Krampus meet. Yum yum. Nom nom. <laughs> nom nom. <laughs> Something cackles, and we see some shadowy figures running behind the snowmen, laughing at them. Sarah pulls them back inside and slams the door shut, and we, get, we cut to the Dece- December 24th Christmas calendar door being yes. opened christmas eve i don't know what door this was because they you know with referring to the snowman on 23 Mm. i don't remember what this one was oh i had i honestly have never paid attention to what was inside the door it would be interesting to see if it was like toys like a little teddy bear and a robot or something like that because of what happens because it's foreshadowing i think it would make sense yeah Given what the fi- what it's the film's done so far. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's a plot device. It's so good at, like, littering these little bits that are like, you're just going to notice this, but you're not going to think it's anything. Maybe it was a gingerbread man. Oh, maybe. That would make sense. Given what just happened. Because on the first day they noticed the snowmen, on the second day to gingerbread the gingerbread men. men. Yeah. The entire neighbourhood is frozen over at this point. The only house that isn't is theirs. Yes. So you're just like, oh, everyone gone. It, everyone's dead. Everyone point. has been taken by Krampus and his entourage of <laughs> fucked up Christmas shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The only light is from their house. Linda tries to save some of the presents from the burnt Christmas tree. She's, she's like, I'm just going to rewrap them. I love this. It's such a sweet, like, trying to be proactive. Because I because she, she had, because this was in the attic, right? Uh, not yet. I think she takes them... Oh, no, is it in the attic? I it think it's be. in the attic, because she's, she's up in the attic. She which... took them up to the attic, I guess, to rewrap them. And then she had the present, and she could hear something inside. And yes. She jingled it a little bit, put it down, and then went to open it. Oh, but... no, that is isn't a little bit. I think, a little I think bit. this is still in the lounge. They're still downstairs. I think because they've just... The, you know the tree is still smouldering a bit, yes. And I think she she starts oh, she's collecting the presents because we we pan over and see Stevie and Jordan are now asking Omi and Max. You know, what if you've been good all year? Oh yes. And then she points to her heart. Yeah, yeah. So it, it's not about what you do. It's what about it's a hurt. it's about what you believe. Yes. Which is very sweet, and I love this sort of turnaround for Stevie and Jordan as well. Being like, "Oh, Christmas is real. We need to take this shit seriously." Like, yeah. <laughs> quick turnaround. We're going to be murdered. Like, yeah. <laughs> Omi essentially says there is nothing more they can do. Love it. Hope is lost. <laughs> just you're like day two, can help yeah. you. Yeah, and she says something in German that Mac is having a little heart, a little difficulty translating, and Aunt Dorothy just says, uh, <laughs> just turns around, and she says. Well, she's, she's saying we're fucked <laughs> And they're just like, well, how, how do you know that? And she says, because I'm old enough to know when life is coming at you with its pants down <laughs> Love that as a turn of phrase Just love it <laughs> So good Aunt Dorothy's had some shit happen to her She's seen shit She's seen <laughs> shit Their trailer park has not been nice to her <laughs> Aww Tom brings out a town map Marking a couple of spots. Um, he asks Sarah what she saw up the chimney. And I think she just says, you don't want to know. Yeah, I don't think she says it was the chimney man. She just says, yeah, you don't. Yeah, you, I, I can't really explain. Yeah, <laughs> something like that. Just... But Tom has basically got a plan. Meanwhile, in the attic, Linda looks over the presents that can be salvaged. Just like, uh, you know, I, and I love the fact that all the presents they brought are like wrapped in newspaper and all the ones that are from like, um, Tom and Sarah all like wrapped perfectly with the yes. ribbon. Yeah. It's very Martha Stewart and then the poor family. It's showing the difference between the two. Yeah. And then there's several also, several other presents that they don't recognize that were from the red sack that are slightly singed, but mostly okay. Um, yeah, it's, it's from the sack that they brought in earlier and one seems to be ticking slightly. It was like, a, there was like a jingle. Mm. And it she had it up. a weird noise. Yeah, you can hear the like, didding And you're like, oh, okay. Weird. Uh, Sarah interrupts her though, because she's about to open it. and But Sarah interrupts her, and the adults talk over what their plan is going to be. So they're going to leg it to the snowplow, the abandoned snowplow that they found. A day later with the lights running, I don't know if that truck is going to be able to move. Yeah. Um yeah, if you leave your headlights on overnight, that's it, it's dead. Like that should have been dead a while ago. Yes. But I think I think the plan is that like Howard and Tom are gonna go for the truck, drive back, collect everyone, and then they'll you know, drive as far as they can to get help to for Beth and Howie mm-hmm. Jr. In the attic, the presents start to rattle we hear the laughing and chittering again, making the whole room kind of shake a little bit. Really, really cool. Outside, Max sees Krampus on a roof, watching them across the street. Stevie and Jordan are upstairs, using the upstairs bathroom. And they hear Beth calling them to the attic. I think as well, when we saw the presents, you could tell that it was like... Oh no, they're wrapped at this point, aren't they? They're still wrapped. I don't remember. I think it's later... When we can see what... Yeah, no, it's later, because I think I wrote a note for it. So yeah, they were wrapped at this point, but they are sort of rattling and laughing yes. a bit. <laughs> ominous. <laughs> yes, ominous as fuck. Stevie and Jordan are upstairs, using the upstairs bathroom. They hear Beth calling to them from the attic, so they head up to meet her. Fucking dumbasses. Why? Yeah, this Hell, she magically got back upstairs. And she doesn't sound fine. No. Because she's just like, come up to the attic. And they're like, okay, cousin. Oh, Beth. You're back. <laughs> Instead of Beth's usual attitude was just like, get the fuck away from me. <laughs> I'm <Like, laughs> like, here. Fuck <laughs> off. Yeah, basically. <laughs> the adults hear screaming from upstairs. They arm themselves and head up. Sarah, Tom, and Linda head up up the stairs to the attic. Mm. Max blames himself for all that's happened. He kind of realizes that this is happening because of him. Howard hears a noise from the kitchen. He's armed with a shotgun at this point. He's still got his shotgun. (laughs) He hears a noise from the kitchen and he goes to check. He asks Rosie, the dog, to come with him. And she she runs off to hide. (laughs) Smart dog. (laughs) Yes. In the attic, the room is frozen over. Love this. Because of how it wasn't frozen earlier. No, it was just immediate. Yeah. You know, we're talking a couple of minutes between... Between and when Lind- there and yeah like- when Linda was up here checking the presents they went downstairs to discuss the plan back up at the attic it's frozen yep straight away it's really really icy Tom's got his handgun Sarah has an axe and Linda has a hammer Linda spots those torn open packages these were the ones that were inside the little red sack there's a box with the pic- with a picture of a clown on the front of it and there's also uh like one of those biscuit trays yes that's got like gingerbread cookies in it like there's a picture of a gingerbread man on the front and you can see a couple of crumbs inside the tin dorothy looks after the baby howard reaches the kitchen which is in disarray gingerbread men watch him from the counters but he hasn't spotted them (laughs) it's really it's funny but creepy yeah because like it's it's fucking gingerbread men like (laughs) just watching him yeah tom follows gurgling noises Upstairs in the attic, as you do, and the three come across a jack in the box. Uh, a jack in the box. It's just a box, but then it's attached to the tail of a large, slight slug nightmare. Yeah, I don't know how to describe it. um uh, It's. It was like an accordion that had been stretched out from the box. Yes. Very large. <laughs> Yes, it had like a porcelain face. Yeah, because we pan we pan over to as as it lifts its head, we see that its mouth is kind of it unhinges at the jaw. Yeah, weird. So it can obviously swallow something larger, and uh, as we see this, we see Stevie's feet sinking into its gullet. Tasty. And it's like using its tiny little clown arms to push the feet further <laughs> further into its mouth, and it's like num num num. Hungry. <laughs> It it wipes its mouth with a little napkin and then burps. And I think at this point, Sarah's like, Shoot it! Tom, shoot it! Tom shoots at it, but it sl- slithers away. Is that the right word? Yes, <laughs> I guess. Um, Howard hears the gunshots, but as he turns around, he's shot several times with a nail gun. The gingerbread men are open fire on him <laughs> using a nail gun and they're having a gra- grand old time they're having a good time shooting him. they're like yeah!" <laughs> why there's a nail gun in the kitchen
0: i don't know no. sure.
1: very weird <laughs> howard protects himself with a chopping board great love it in the attic they try and track down the jack in the box how the fuck did you lose it it's also quite a small headache. It's quite a small attic, it... and that is a big-ass clown-slug nightmare monster. <laughs> You've just lost it? Yeah, you just... It just slithered... Like, it's not moving particularly quickly. No. Um, but as they're doing this, above them in the rafters is a Christmas angel, which they hear yawning as its wings slowly unfurl. Ugh. What was your thoughts on this thing? <laughs> Because I don't think it had its face at the time. It had the wings in front. Mm. And so I looked at it and I thought this might be like an owl or some form of bird. Right. You know, like in the... I thought it might have just been like a cop-out. Right. Oh, like... Yeah, like a taxidermy thing or something. Yeah, like like it was just going to be... It wasn't actually going to be anything bad. Yeah. And just you see the porcelain face, it's like, oh, cool. Nightmare. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Great. (laughs) It unfills and goes... "Ah!" (laughs) And you're just like, oh, fuck that. Another one. It... Jumps very suddenly at Sarah. I put pure nightmare fuel. Also, my mum has one of these. She has a prop replica of oh. this angel. And I fucking love it. It's great. It's so cool looking. It's all the feathers. It's just, it's it's nice. Yeah, <laughs> it's scary, but it's yeah. well done. It's really, really well done. While well, trying to get it off. Because, you know, Linda and Tom distracted now. They're not looking for the jack-in-the-box. They're trying to get the demon angel off fucking Sarah. And I think it's Tom who turns around and just yells, BAH! And Linda's like, what? (laughs) And Linda turns around and is this fucking teddy bear with, what's it called? Like an an ear to ear grin and shark teeth. Didn't look good. (laughs) Latches onto Linda's arm, chomping at it. And oh my God. Meanwhile, in the kitchen, (laughs) (laughs) downstairs, the gingerbread men have run out of nails. Howard fires his shotgun, exploding something. On the counter? I think it was like a, a candle. A candle or something like that. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. I wasn't sure what he shot. It was something that was... It must. Have, it could have been like an aerosol can, you know, for like whipped, whipped cream or something yeah. like that, maybe? He shot something. Shot something, and it sets the gingerbread men alight, um, breaking some of them as well. Mm. While trying to get the rabid teddy bear off Linda... <laughs> God, these <laughs> I love I love it when I get to say lines like that. <laughs> a rabbit teddy bear. Ra- yeah, while trying to get the rabbit teddy bear off Linda, Tom is uh stabbed in the back by a robot. You just kind of know where. Yeah. It sort of crawls over a couple of boxes in the attic. The angel, meanwhile, um, tongues Sarah. Yeah, that was because um... she's obviously she's got her hands up trying to push it off. And then it opens its mouth and this really long snake tongue it's kind of comes out. It's a small. It's really small. It's, but really long. Yeah. Not, <laughs> and, not nice. And it's going like, <laughs> ah. <laughs> and I'm like, ah. I was like, licking the edge of her lips a little bit. Yeah. And, <laughs> and she turns her face. So it's like getting a cheek and her ear. And Ugh. it's like, oh yeah, I hate this. Uh, Tom is then jumped and stabbed in the back by the robot. It's crawled over the boxes and jumped on him. Meanwhile, we do see that the jack in the box is trying to break into the vents. It's escaping. It's trying to go. It's it's trying to, it's trying to... Well, it's got a couple of people. Yeah. So it's got to get them back to Krampus so he can consume their souls or whatever the fuck he does. Howard shoots one of the gingerbread men that's running towards him. The other leaps at him, ready to stab him. And so he closes his eyes. And when he opens them again, he can just see Rosie chewing. <laughs> Tasty. MVP. (laughs) Best character. Best character. Rosie Rosie the English Bulldog. (laughs) Uh, In the attic, the three fight their toys. Sarah is strung up uh, in the rafters with fairy lights. The angel wraps a couple of fairy lights, or sorry, Christmas lights around her neck, and then just fully hangs her from the rafters. Yeah. It's actually terrifying. And she's just like an inch off the ground. Just enough. Just enough to strangle her. It's really creepy. It is. <laughs> this is a really intense scene as well. There's so much. Like, well, you've got the upstairs and the downstairs happening at the same time. You've got gingerbread men, a toy robot, a rabbit teddy bear, a Christmas angel, and a jack in the box all happening at once. Yep. Head and- up, head up, head up the ante. <laughs> it's fucking great. <laughs> <laughs> Linda looks over to see. Because she, she's obviously in, basically in the same position that Sarah was. She's got the teddy bear on top of her and she's trying to push it off. And as she looks over, she sees that the jack in the box um, has thrown up Stevie. It conveniently. It, it, it's too fat. Yeah, it couldn't fit in the vents. So it threw one of the kids up so it could then squeeze into the vents. So Stevie's now back. Yay! We got one back! <laughs> Plus one. <laughs> Plus one. Um, so it can fit in the vent. She, you know, fueled with the need to save her children. She stabs the teddy bear in the eye with an icicle. She breaks off from, from I think, the railing? The, like, banister of the, the stairs. close. Close Something to where like she that was. That she breaks off an icicle, stabs the teddy bear in the face and throws it down the stairs. She grabs the axe. She cuts the, the Christmas lights, dropping Sarah to the floor. She swings at the toy robot on Tom's back, killing that as well, before chasing after the jack-in-the-box, <laughs> yelling, "I give me back my kids. <laughs> but she swings, but it's too late. It's just got its tail into the vents. Fucking Sarah for badass, man, though. Not Sarah, sorry, Linda. Takes Linda the cake badass. at the stage. Yeah. She was just like, okay, you wanna fuck with a mum? Here we go. <laughs> I'll show you. And she takes out all of them. Yeah. Although she doesn't kill the angel, she just cuts Sarah down. Yes. Because it's in the rafters, she they can't get to it. Yeah. Linda wakes up Stevie and Sarah puts the knife pulls the knife from Tom's back. <laughs> the robot reappears. But she shoots it with a handgun. She shoots it dead. Yeah. Finally gone. Whew. A whole <laughs> lot went on there. It really all just happened at once. It really did. It kicks off. It, it sits... The, it really... Because it, it's, it's kind of all go from here. The movie does not slow down from this point. It keeps pace. I don't think it goes faster. No. But it just keeps the same sort of pace. Yes. Like, when there's action... There is a fear, but at the same time. Absolutely. Max calls them from downstairs. They hear a howling outside. Um, then in the then in the walls they realize that the Jack in the Box is trying to get outside, but they've kind of boarded up all the exits so it can't get out. <laughs> so it's kind of just hanging out in the walls it's and just the in the vent. Yeah. Rosie barks at one of the vent at vent entrances, and they open it and let her inside, and she and the Jack in the Box have a fight, I guess. Which they do something, which sadly ends with um, a, a doggy whimper. Yes. And you're like, No, Rosie! We lost the dog. What Got a it. kill. <laughs> <laughs> the ceiling cracks. And, it, and suddenly, the whole jack in the box just lands in the middle of a lounge. As you do. Know. And it looks at them and like, <laughs> I'm here. Oh, my God. Yeah, it falls through the ceiling. It howls at them as well. It does the whole It's I don't know how to describe this howl But like Not nice It echoes But not like it's echoing in the room It's like it's echoing it In its throat Yeah Ugh. It's uh, I don't like it Howard goes to shoot it But is attacked by the Christmas angel Which is back <laughs> Conveniently We also see the teddy bear Now missing an eye Because you know Linda You know Stabby 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 With an icicle <laughs> And it's going for Omi. Aunt Dorothy shoots the teddy bear dead. Sarah and Tom fling the angel into the air, like, (laughs) Pull! And Aunt Dorothy shoots that into the Christmas wreath. She's done that before. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's not my first Krampus. (laughs) She turns the gun to the -the jack-in-the-box, but is stopped by the pounding of drums outside. Just this really sort of tribal... It really is all go. Yeah, it's just like, oh, well, this is where we lose everyone. Yeah. (laughs) This is the final stand. The -the jack-in-the-box applauds to the sound of the drums. And uh, Omi, I think, turns and just says, elves. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, because you'd had... Because you'd seen the shadowy figures outside. Yeah, sort of darting between behind the the snowmen. But you hadn't, at that point... You didn't know what they were because you've only ever had the small things introduced. You had any had anything that's sort of human sized? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Well, these are these are yeah, these are children's size. They're not like adult yeah, they're size. Not, yeah, three quarters. Three, <laughs> three quarter an adult, <laughs> Te- teen size. <laughs> so Dorothy is tackled from behind through the window. They crash through the window, tackling her so she drops the gun. A gang of elves marches inside, tying chains around the Jack in the Box, who's just sort of. Having a grand old time. He's got his arms in the air. He's yeah, like, it was having like a dance party. He's like... woo, oh, yeah. Home time. I've done my job. Ooh, those chains. Mm. <laughs> he's having a grand... I hate this Jack in the Box, by the way. It's so fucking creepy. It was just the mouth, I think, for me. The, the was unhinging fact, mouth. It was the fact that it was a very porcelain face. Yes. You and had then that. The, the slit through the middle of the chin so it can open wider. And then it was just very... Meaty Fleshy Fleshy (laughs) It's very different to the porcelain nature Yeah So it's this contrast Where you're like Those two don't go together You're like that's not nice Please don't put those together (laughs) (laughs) The elves uh, Oh they also chain up Dorothy as well They wrap chains around Aunt Dorothy She'll be too drunk at this point too You know Nobody's watching the baby apparently, and one of the yeah, el- yeah somehow <laughs> one of the elves just grabs the baby and runs out the window. Easy kill. Dorothy is then she swears at them or something like that, just like Merry fucking Christmas or something like that, and is yanked out the window. There goes Aunt Dorothy. Howard jumps on the jack in the box to try and save Jordan, and the jack in the box and he are pulled away. They're gone now. The elves snarl at those who are left who. That everyone kind of huddles together at the back of the room. I think Tom is huddling the behind him as well. Yeah, because he's doing that whole, you know, the flock. Yeah, to exactly. Back. You know, Howard, you know, always thought that Tom was was weak and would never protect his family or something like that. And here he is putting himself in front of them, yes. being like me first. Uh, yeah, they they snarl at who's left, but quickly run away as they hear a very long howl. Tom arms himself with Howard's shotgun, which he manages to grab on the floor. And we've only got Max, Tom, Sarah, Linda, Omi, and Stevie left. Not many. Not many left. It's like half gone. Um, considering we started, if we count the dog, 13 characters. Yeah, we're probably down to about 13 family members. Yes. And we're down to what? Two, four, we're down to six. We've lost over half in very quick succession. And most of them was in, just in that, In just that last little bit. They need to make a break for the snowplow They say They don't know what's coming But something's clearly coming Because it scared away the elves Omi continues to try and relight the fireplace Just again lighting the match And the, the blizzard wind blows it out And she lights another one And the blizzard wind blows it out And <laughs> you're like She's trying her best She's trying her best Because she thinks it's the only thing she can do There's a sudden crash on the roof His, his presence Krampus's presence sort of brings power to the house as well Yeah. Do you notice that? Because he landed on the roof and suddenly the light, the Christmas lights came on and like the radio started playing music. I didn't at the time, but that's smart. It's really interesting. It's like he still is a spirit of Christmas. It's just not one you want. (laughs) (laughs) Because I think it's like playing like, you know, The weather outside is (laughs) rumble, but the fire is so delightful. I think it's playing that in the background and the Christmas lights like blink on. So it's this little bit of light. They dress quickly because they're like, well, something's fucking here. So everyone puts on their coats and they head out the front door. They're going to make a run for the plow, holding on to one another as they leave the front door. But Omi stays behind, slamming the door and locking it behind the family. Very sad. Very sad. Very, very sad. Telling Max to be good before he leaves. And I was just like, this is actually like tugging at my heartstrings at this point. I don't know about you. It was very sweet. It's very sweet. Because she's, she's accepted. Knowing that she's seen him before, and I think she wants to sort of give them time to get away. Yeah. Sort of to hopefully... She's distracting, I feel like. Yeah. She may not be able to do much, but she can at least sort of resolve give them time. her... Look yeah. At him. And confront that demon that she's had yeah. her entire life. Probably, you know, 80 years since then. <laughs> <laughs> if not more. Seen some things. <laughs> she's seen some things. Uh, Omi wants to face Krampus... Because, you know, Tom tries to go back for her, and Max tells him, no, no, she wants to face him. The others head out into the blizzard, into the waist-deep snow. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Round two. Round two, round two. Back at the house, the room freezes over as Omi stands at the fireplace. Not trying to light it anymore. Just an acceptance, I feel like. She's just waiting for him. We get just amazing. The wall cracking. Yes, as something descends the chimney. Which just a slow crack. It wasn't like quick. It's it's what we saw in the in the boyfriend's house though. That sort of the walls cracked into the lounge. Yes, and now we're seeing it happen. Bits of brick are falling away. It's so good. It's so interesting. We see two long spindly hands reach around <laughs> the sides of the hearth. We don't see a face. Nothing like that. Just these two long black hands. As he draws himself out, we see the two long horns. Love this bird's eye shot. Of the horns then coming out. Of the horns coming out. And just this little fog or smoke or whatever that's coming out with him. It feels like, you know when you breathe out in cold weather? It feels like that, but there's too much of it. His body's cooling everything down. Oh, it's so good. But what do you think of that shot of just... It's good. Just the hands and then just the horns. It's ominous. I mean, that means he's coming down. Well, face first. Yeah, as well. Which kind of makes sense, I guess. He'll have his hooks up. the crawl, top. He <laughs> crawls his way down the chimney, but he's too big and it cracks the, cracks the wall as he goes down. So good. The two horns extend out. We see a hoof crash a Christmas ornament as he stands up. He has a human face, but there's something very wrong with it. Yeah, he, he's done a little bit too much. Of any of anything at this point, it's a gape. It's distorted and a gape, and I don't think it's actually his skin, because when you look at his when you look at Krampus's eye, Mm. it starts. There's like, there's regular skin and then there's black skin and then his eye. So I think he's actually wearing someone's skin, probably someone who's been a Santa before, and also maybe. maybe. or St. Nicholas's skin. True. Because you haven't seen his face up until that point anyway. Yeah. You don't know if Ami had seen that when she was younger too. Mm. It's fucking creepy though. It's his. yeah, it's long. It's the a yellow The mouth teeth. is constantly agape and yeah, the teeth are yellow. The hair is very uh, spindly, I guess, is the word, kind of. Yeah. It's, it's fine, very fine. It's not thick and bushy like you'd expect Santa Beard to be. And yet his, the eyes are very, very sunken in. And there seems to be a distinct line between where the skin ends. Ugh. And then there's like a layer of like black skin and then an eye. And I was like, I'm pretty sure he's wearing He's got a skin, skin. suit. He's just got a skin he's, suit on. He's wearing a skin suit. It's or a skin summer with suit. a mask. A skin face. Who knows? <laughs> he extends... Uh, he greets Omi with a faint sort of brush against her cheek with a long finger with a long nail and just brushes the side of her cheek before he extends a very long tongue out of his face as well. Tongue play around too. <laughs> I do not consent. I do not consent. Before he offers his large red sack to her. Uh, I was going to make a sex joke and then I was just like... <laughs> I was like, oh,
0: mm, they're, all, they're, they're
1: old enough. Yeah. <laughs> This podcast is R18, so... I mean, maybe she's into older guys. Or older things. <laughs> maybe she's into mythical creatures. You even know, who knows? Uh, he, he, she looks inside... He, he sort of opens it for her, and she looks inside, and we get a quick shot of the toys inside jumping at the screen, and you just know. She's gone. You're like, Omi- Omi's gone. <sighs> in the blizzard, the family holds hands in a line, wading through the snow. They see the snow plough ahead but there's a noise following them. Tom hurries the family ahead of him and turns with the shotgun and shoots at whatever is following them under the snow. It's whatever that creature is. Snow squirrel. Snow jaws. (laughs) You still don't know. It's it's snow shark. (laughs) Snow squirrel. I like that. Snow squirrel. (laughs) He turns to Sarah and tells them to go, to run. He tells them he loves them, as the creature's sound returns. Because he, he fires a couple of shots and it sort of scurries away. It does the tremors thing where you can sort of see the mound of snow moving where it is. Yes. It disappears, but it's not gone. It's, it's not gone. Yeah. It's like been frightened away. And he, he hears it coming back and he just tells his wife to run. And he tells them he, he loves them. He fires again into the snow uh, constantly, but the creature kind of goes around him and he, he runs out of bullets. He looks to his family running through the snow. And he's grabbed and pulled beneath. Quite violently. Like, there's, a, gone. there's a thump. He's just gone. He's, he's just gone. Very, very sad. They continue on to the plow. Max manages to get in. Linda, with Stevie, Stevie just ahead of her, suddenly stops. Something's got her leg. And, and Stevie clings to her mum begging her like no please don't leave and then at this point this is where i'm starting to tear up this movie always makes me cry and it's this scene here it's very heartfelt this entire yeah this entire bit in the blizzard tom sacrificing himself linda being grabbed and stevie who is like tom boy yeah i'm i'm you know i'm tough as clinging to her mother begging her not to leave sarah picks up stevie taking her off linda as as um, Linda slowly sinks into the, into the snow, puts her in the truck, she turns around to try and get to Linda, and she's gone. She disappears under mm-hmm. the snow. We then hear that same crunch, and Sarah turns to Max and Stevie and just says, I love you. <laughs> as and, you do And disappears. You just see her drop out of frame, yeah, and you're just like, it. oh, fuck. She knew. <laughs> yeah. She was just like, See ya. You. I love you. <laughs> oh, it's so sad. It's really, really sad. It all happens so quickly as well. I know. Like, from... Because from... you can still see the truck in the in the distance, I think, through most of this. Mm. So it's not like a long distance that, you know, they've had to travel. No. It just happens so quickly. And it gets faster each time. Yeah, and I feel like as soon as Omi, Omi went, it was just like Krampus went, all right, get the rest. Let's let's finish this. Let's let's wrap this up. And it just went, okay, Dad, Aunt, Mum. Bum bum bum. Final two. We're down to the final two. Max and Stevie, they need to go. He tries to start the truck, but it won't kick in. The engine eventually boots up, but they're swarmed by elves. <laughs> elves round two. Elves elves round two. <laughs> Will elf again. Yeah. <laughs> Stevie is pulled out and dragged away. Max is about to be grabbed, but he kicks one of the elves, it lands in the snow, and is grabbed by the snow monster. Yeah, it was weird. It it squeals while it's being dragged under the snow. It almost shows that there's something else going on as well. It kind of feels like there might be a hierarchy. Yeah. Or or maybe, you know, the, the snow creature is more of a, like uncontrollable monster that it's you, just there yeah it's there and you kind of don't go near it like it works for krampus we don't go near it it's too dangerous because the elves came in so, so late into it as well mm. so it does seem to feel that there's sort of a bigger story behind why that is yes max follows stevie screams into the woods uh he's met by krampus who lands, like, dead in front of him. <laughs> Hi. Hi. How are you going? <laughs> Merry Christmas. <laughs> in his hand, he slowly unfurls his disgustingly long fingers and drops a bell wrapped in the pieces of Max's letter to Santa. He looks up and Krampus... Sorry, Max looks up and Krampus is just gone. And we get that, that little voice voiceover of Omi saying, you know... Le- he, he left me a reminder of what happens when hope is lost and when the Christmas spirit dies. And you're like, oh, he's... Krampus is not coming for you. You're exempt from his rules today. You're the one who's left behind until one of your great-grandkids fucks it up again. You've got, you got another 80 years. You've got you another 80 years. Until you, until you just, you know, give yourself to Krampus. Max wades through the snow, determined he's not going to give up. He follows Stevie, screams to the woods, where the elves cheer, the jack-in-the-box howls, and we see um, Krampus' reindeer. They're all weird. Fuck it, they look like yaks or something? Yeah. Demonic yaks with, like, these little porcelain faces. They're really creepy. They I really, I love it. It is so cool. Huge sleigh as well. Yeah. Massive sleigh. Because it did not have, like, a Santa Claus sort of motif of him being like a Santa Claus being stretched out. Oh, did it? Yeah. Oh, I'd never noticed that. You had the reindeer, I guess, in front, but Mm. then you had sort of the front motif was a Santa Claus sort of being stretched out, which would kind of work with what he did to his face. Yes. Yeah. Max calls out to Krampus. He says he takes back his wish. He throws the bell at Krampus demanding his family back. The bell sinks into the snow and creates a giant chasm. It's like a hellhole. Yeah, it's a, it's a portal to hell. It just keeps going. It's, uh, yeah. Inside, we can hear the screams of countless people echo out. Lovely. Perfect. Perfect. This is just what I wanted for Christmas. You just made a shortcut. <laughs> <laughs> Who needs life when I've got a portal straight to hell? <laughs> Krampus stands atop the mound, and as Stevie is dragged up, Max runs to Krampus, and the elves stop. Max begs for his family back, choosing to sacrifice himself if they're returned safe. Krampus extends a long, long finger, just like he did with Omi, and wipes away the tear from Max's face, where you're like, oh, he's going to do it. Or like, he's showing the true Christmas spirit, and you know. Well, because you talked about how, for her, it was, you know, the Christmas spirit is about sacrifice. And so, in that moment, I looked at it and went, okay, maybe with him sort of being quite genuine mm. about sort of giving everything up, maybe there'll be a trade and everything will just get resolved. And it, yeah, like, or Kranfus will go, you've learned your lesson and give everything back. Yeah, because he like he wiped the tear. Oh, have, he yeah, he yeah. almost looked at the tear on, on the nail as well. Yeah. He inspected it. And then went, lol, no. <laughs> yeah. he, just kidding. <laughs> he laughs. Yeah. A deep, throaty, bellowing laugh. And orders the elves to throw Stevie into the hell pit, and and they do, oh, yeah, straight away. Bye, Stevie. <laughs> Chuckling away, Krampus <laughs> grabs Max by like the rough of his neck and drops him into the pit. Well, it sort of holds him there for a minute, and yeah, it was like a here you go. will he won't, will, will yeah. he, won't, he won't. Will this be it? Yeah. And Max just says, "I just wanted Christmas to be like it used to be." Yeah. And Krampus drops him into the pit, and he 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 screams. He screams as he falls it's into a the a hell pit. It's yeah. a long scream. Yeah. What? he's like, oh, is this how the movie ends? <laughs> Are we just ending with hell pit? <laughs> we fade to white and we're back at the house. It's daytime. Max wakes suddenly as if from a nightmare. Oh, we're going with the twas all a dream. <laughs> Outside, it's beautiful and idyllic. He opens the last door of the Christmas calendar, December 25th. And he hears his family downstairs in the lounge. Everyone is back. And they're all getting along. Yeah. Nobody seems to have any memory of what happened. They open presents. There's hot cocoa from Omi. As have yourself a very Merry Christmas plays in the background. Very, very, very sweet. It's sort well, it's a, Huge change in tone compared to what you've just had. Yeah, hellhole, and then Christmas. Last twenty minutes has just been like go, 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 horror, 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 murder, 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 monster, 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 and now it's just like have yours have a very merry Christmas too. <laughs> and he was like, "Well, fucking whiplash." Did you think this was how the movie ended, and that you know, Krampus being like, "Oh, you you did the sacrifice." My, I. I with how I watch films, I sometimes skim the plot to see what things were like. Oh yeah. I, I do them. But I didn't for this. However, I looked on Wikipedia and the only line I saw was woke up and thought it was a nightmare. And then I went, right, I can't touch this. I can't read <laughs> anything else because I had that in my mind the whole way through. Yeah. And so when I got to this bit, I went, Okay, well, you know. Yeah, so it, it was All a I knew it, up until out. this point was yeah. him going, It was only a nightmare and it was just a dream. Everything that had happened was just in his head, like a warning, like uh, yeah, so to he, appreciate his family at Christmas or it, whatever. Yeah, it was your standard Christmas. Yeah. You've done something already. Presents are handed out. Max is given a small box. He hugs mum and dad. I think like Sarah gets like a taxidermied beaver or something. Yeah, like there was that. the way they're like, we did it, Mike, you know, we did it ourselves, and they were going on about how they did it. Yeah, well. and Linda's just like, yeah, yeah, you, you know, when you killed it, you kind of shot the leg off. But look, you did a pretty good job of reattaching it, or something like <laughs> yeah. that. And I'm just like, this is weird. <laughs> uh, he opens the present. He, yeah, he hugs his mum and dad, which is very sweet, and he opens the present that he's just been handed, and inside is the Krampus bell. <laughs> It was a nice present, too. It was a like rich- a velvety red box. Yeah. Inside, and inside, bell. Is beautiful. Honestly, I want one of these Krampus bells. They're so cool. Sound sort of fades out from the room. Like, it suddenly goes very quiet, and everyone just sort of looks at each other, and they have fucking Vietnam flashbacks where they're like, That wasn't a dream. What? Do you. Uh, what? What? <laughs> Everyone has a moment of realisation As if remembering a nightmare And we get little lines from everyone as well Except for Howie Where someone is just talking about Howie For for Howie's life (laughs) You know, talking about Like the mistakes they made or something Mm. like that I think is the theme that's sort of going around Krampus came to punish He's not not here to give But to take (laughs) Jolly music plays As they sit worriedly together, all sort of sharing unsure glances at one another. The camera pans out the house, then out further as we realise we're in a snow globe in <laughs> in what looks like Krampus's cave lair thing in North Pole or South Pole or wherever Krampus lives, amongst hundreds of other snow globes. Final shot as we pan out further to see all the snow globes as Krampus's help I guess, jumps at the screen. Roll credits. So what's your theory for this? Like, are they in Christmas purgatory now? It's hard to know. It's It's, Because it sets it up. It sets it up sort of with the way that the film's been. Mm. I don't think they've been taken out of like time or anything. You know, Mm. they're still living their life. It could be for him, maybe it's, they're not actually in the house. Right. Like, maybe they're still living their life and everything, but for Krampus, it's more of a, this was someone I've helped, or this was, oh, okay. you know, it's so, not necessarily... Do you reckon he's just, he's watching them to see, like, if they ever lose the Christmas spirit again, yeah. he'll come back? Yes. That kind of thing. Okay. Because yeah. okay. I don't think, because given that he did sacrifice himself, because his wish was, every you know, make everyone better again, mm. and ripping the letter up, in the end, sort of all those things came true. I guess so, yeah. In a way, and him sacrificing himself while, I guess, it was forced. Mm. It does it, kind uh, of, it, it fits thematically. Yeah. Yeah. Like, or, he's just got, they're stuck in purgatory. Sorry. I, personally, because I'm a sadistic motherfucker, <laughs> I like the purgatory ending where I'm just like, stuck. yeah, they have to relive Christmas, and, Christmas again and again and again, yeah. and if they ever and fuck that's... it up, Krampus is coming back. Yeah. And that's it. I love it. It's so good. What a great ending. So that concludes Krampus 2015. So give me a rundown for this movie. What did you think as far as like the script, the dialogue, the monster designs, all that shit? Give me a rundown. It was of this good. movie. For me, the standout bits that I thought were interesting, as someone who doesn't watch a lot of horror, true, was the noises when people got hurt. Right. Okay. At least specific. So the bear, for example, when he gets stabbed in the eye, it's a very cartoon-sounding noise. They use cartoon sounds quite a lot because I remember there's one specific that always sticks in my head. It's when Aunt Dorothy gets chained up and pulled out the window. It's like a, <laughs> there's like a. There's like the noise. Yes, it was things like that where I didn't expect it. This is technically listed as a comedy horror. Yes, so I saw yes, but, but I, I just thought it was I don't know. <laughs> With everything it is, else going on, it is comedy horror, but the horror is actually quite unsettling, as opposed to most horror comedies, where like the ho- the horror is like a veneer to a comedy movie. Yes, like it's a co- it yeah, it's a comedy film with like horror bits. themes, like it's got vampires or something like that. Yes, or like it's a zombie comedy movie. Whereas this is but sort of the other. This side. is side. This, this is a horror that has comedy. Yeah, yeah, it, it's interesting. It. That was what stood out to me most was the sound effects. I don't know yeah, why. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. Because for me, it wasn't that it took me out of it. It was just like, that's kind of funny. It's fun. Because it, it takes, it, it keeps it still horror. It's being whimsical. Is yeah. how i describe it. It's showing it. that it's actually fun. Yeah. It's not trying to be overtly overly, it's overly not, scary. It's not trying to scare you. It's just trying to make you have fun. Yeah. And I enjoyed that. I really liked it as well, and uh, like we talked about the cinematography, it's beautiful. It is. It's the shot lighting, well. the 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 shots, everything. It's gorgeous. It's consistent as well mm. with the mood. Everything always feels. Yeah, good. it's consistent. In the comedy scenes, they light it perfectly, and they use the right shots. In the horror scenes, they really dig into that horror and make sure that like the lightings. And the shadows are really well done, yes. and everything like that. And the acting all round phenomenal, good, just brilliant. Even the child actors are really good in this, which movie. is hard sometimes, especially mm. for something like a horror. Yeah, absolutely. Especially for uh, mm. the old, old junior there, two
0: lines, <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> just standing there dribbling. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, on your personal enjoyment rating, one being awful, ten being amazing, where would you scale this? I put it on eight an 8 I opened it at 8 that's because, really uh, good Yeah, you good. don't watch horror like yes because I mean I do watch now after talking about it before I do watch horror I guess but yeah. not I guess my opinion of horror is different more mm. very unsettling whereas to me that's fine yeah I enjoyed it that was a good time it was a good Christmas movie oh yeah and oh, yeah. the horror was done well. I watch this with my partner every year. This yeah. is our Christmas movie. This is a ten, ten out of ten for me. If I am going for a Christmas horror, you I leap for this. I am like, yep, bunging, bunging. Hour campus. and a half, exactly what you want. Hour and a half of a good time. Yeah, there is no like scenes where you are like, oh yeah, get it over you have with to get already. Through this, yeah, it's just fast paced. It builds up well, and it's just really, really, really well done. Like, like I said, where works, you know. People responsible for doing District Nine, Lord of the Rings, yes. and stuff like that did this That's weird indie. I don't say indie. I don't think it's indie, but like this weird Christmas movie. As you do, yeah. It and was it's just really done. But, uh, even the, like the foreshadowing with everything earlier in the film. Yes, what, very. You well mean done. like at the boyfriend's house, like visiting the house? You got, house got the boyfriend's house. house. You've got, um, I guess, like the hooks on Krampus as well. Oh, he's yeah? got the chains. He does have the he, chains. He, the chains are him. Mm-hmm. Because you see that later on, that the chains are actually him. So everyone getting hooked away, they're just getting pulled to him straight away. Yeah, things like that. And then he, I don't know, eats them more, throws them down the hell pit, or
0: <laughs> <was>.
1: <laughs> but, uh, like the mimic, the Jack in the Box. That was the mimic. I hate that Jack in the Box man. Because that was my thing. The that Jack in the Box would have been the one that was under the van at the start. Oh yeah, yeah. So and just so having you've... that little glimpse of a tiny puppet. And then see it's it that, it? and then you see it later, and you're like, oh, it's a slug nightmare Yeah. swallows children? Okay. <laughs> it's the. It, I think it is the use of porcelain, though, especially in, like, the elves, yeah, where you... they've got the masks, but they're all shattered. Mm. They're, like, bits of... Cracked, and... Yeah, it's yeah. very unsettling, because you don't know what they are. Either. It's that uncanny valley thing. It's why people are afraid of, like, clowns, dolls, mascots, yeah. and stuff like that, is that they look human, but you can't you can't like gauge the emotion and stuff yes. like that which makes them unsettling. That's why yeah, I've got a friend who's terrified of dolls and things like that. Which is fierce, Yeah. Which you completely understand when you watch something like this. <laughs> yeah. So we like to give credit where credits do. Is there a particular actor or character you'd like to give props to? Can I say Krampus? Yeah, of course you can. Great time. Krampus. I- I think the it design. Just, it was <mwah> design. I think it's the way that while he was obviously the villain yes. of the entire thing he wasn't and he was a showstealer. where you know when he's there oh yeah but when he, he actually when you actually see his face for the first time you're like Ugh. and given that <laughs> it was so late in the film as well yeah it's like the last 10 15 minutes yeah you get all that being revealed but it, it, it's the slow burn of him being in the distance mm. you knowing sort of understanding him as a character mm. through the environment first before yes. him then coming in Absolutely. It's that build-up that's just so good. Because then it makes when he turns up. <laughs> he doesn't have a single line in this movie. If they'd given him like a villain monologue or something like that, it would have ruined the entire Cause, thing. Because part of me was going, I wonder if there's going to be, if he's going to speak and there's going to be sort of some but he doesn't, talk, talk to Max about Christmas. He doesn't sort need to. He, like dropping the Christmas bell wrapped in the ripped up letter. Said everything. Said everything. Assume. That laugh. When Max tried to sacrifice himself, said everything. Yeah, and it gives him again that everything about Krampus and his entourage is that uncanny valley thing, where it is like it looks like it could be yeah. like emotionally it, there and intellectually there and like possibly human esque, but you don't know. But you don't know because you have no idea. Cause is that a human? Uh. Yeah, because it's right on that cusp where you're like not sure it. Nose enough to torture you. Ancient <laughs> spirit. <laughs> yeah. It's so so good. I wanted to give my props to Tony Collette. Yes. As as Sarah, aka Mum. Mum. Love her. I think not intentionally, but any movie that I've done with Tony Collette, I've been like, Tony Collette. Takes she's it. just just amazing. I just love you and everything. <laughs> she's so good. Yes. Why is she so good? I don't know. It's, she's just amazing because we did Sixth Sense, you know the the '90s one. Yes. I completely forgot that she was like um, the mum. Huh? Really? Yeah. Have you seen Sixth Sense? I haven't, but I, I do know about it. It. She's, she's yeah, the little kid who sees dead people. Tony Collette yes. plays the mum. Huh? And I was like, oh my god, I f- completely forgot that was you. <laughs> as you do as you do but she's st- yeah i wanted i mean props to the entire cast again we've had really good casts recently so good it's good fun everyone in this movie is really really good is it, my other the other bit i picked up on is mm. right at the start where they're going into the house mm. they're talking about the spirit of christmas right on the tv as well right quite well done yeah because the first bit you get of the family together is that being played Oh spirit right, of it's, it's um, Scrooge, right? Yeah, Scrooge. Yeah. yeah, I don't remember what part, but it is him talking about. I think that. It's, it's it's him when he's visited by the ghost of his business partner, who's just like, "You will be visited by three ghosts." But it's nice you've also got that talking about. Yeah, you know, the spirit of Christmas is already in the film there. Yeah, it's not like you know playing Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer or some shit like that. It's no, it's actually like thematically relevant yes. to what's going to be happening. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for joining me. I'm so glad you enjoyed Christmas. You're welcome. (laughs) Great. It was phenomenal. (laughs) And I hope you come back. We've sort of already picked your next movie. We have. Because we were going to do a non-Christmassy one. And then I was like, hey, somebody pulled out. Do you want to do a Christmas? Instead. (laughs) Look, we've got number two lined up already. (laughs) Exactly. So we'll get you back for that one. Um, Otherwise, thank you, everyone. This concludes episode 59, Krampus 2015. And we will see you next week. Goodbye now. Happy holidays to our guests and to you for listening. Remember, you can get in on the discussion by sending us an email, cherrypophorror at gmail.com and or following us on Twitter at Cherry Okay, I'll let you go. Merry Screamers and a scary new year.